what's going on everybody and welcome back to the a show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast i am j5 here virtually visually with mm. my partner meals i've been waiting for this for such a long time also virtually and visually you know what i'm saying yeah. we, we're here we're, we're doing the shows this is the biggest week that we have through the entire year this is wrestlemania week can you believe it's wrestlemania time already i feel like it's literally dallas was two weeks ago <laughs> like, I feel like we were in Dallas two weeks ago and we were just getting ready to do this again. Remember, like, the mad dash of shows I had to do before we even left, like, right before last year? You had, and then you almost, uh, one of your body parts decided to say, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, that happened that week, too. I was in Barcelona, like, the week or so before that. And then it was, it was, it feels like that was literally yesterday. And now we're back again with uh, Mania Week, and I'm excited. I'm I'm glad it's here, and mm-hmm. I don't have to do too much traveling. That's awesome. I As know some of you experience WrestleMania in New York City and all the Summer Slams in New York City, not having to travel, right? Not having to pay all that exorbitant amount of money is perfect. Well, a lot of people are gonna be paying money for Ubers. Well, yeah, all your friends are. Yeah, everyone's gonna be paying for Uber. <laughs> what am I saying? Your friends, our friends. I'm, I'm um, very clearly far away from everything that is going on this week, so um, it's it's gonna be exciting. I'm really excited about it. But we have some exciting things happening this week for Mania. We this is the biggest week for us, and we got to really get to it because this show is. Um, I'm editing the show right now, and it is about almost three hours. So <laughs> we gotta. You guys are seeing this. This is the last thing. So if you see us in this shirts at the beginning and the end, yeah, yeah. these are the last things that we actually did as we're recording the show because that's how organized we are. But we have WrestleMania week on the A show, which has been a slew of different things. If you listen to us on Monday, you got the WrestleMania 19 draft diaries episode. You only got half of it pretty much, but if you're on the Patreon, you get the full thing. Full yes. Patreon is about two and a half hours. Yeah, one so, of my one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Too. Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, got a lot of great response. People love us diving into the pop culture side of things and exploring back in the past. Cause I feel like we make everyone who's old also feel like they're not alone. Well, <laughs> I, I, sorry to say I'm, I'm, yeah. 30, I'm 36 in two weeks. So, and <laughs> well, listen, we're here. Um, still in your mid thirties, but we had that on Monday, Tuesday. War report. Stand and deliver predictions. They wasted no time. They said, let us get this out the way. Oh, all the matches are here? Oh, the show was taped last week? I'll say less. (laughs) um, You won't hear them reacting to anything that happens on Dynamite this week, to be honest with you. Not a lot of people. I mean, we react into something that's happened at AEWIs, but really no one's going to be talking about them. Um, Unless someone else decides to pop up for Mania Week again, like he did last week. But you have the War Report Stand and Deliver Prediction Show. That is up. Should be up by the time you hear this. Whether you're on Patreon or you're on public, it should be available there. And then, of course, today, Wednesday or Tuesday, if you listen to this on Patreon. And again, you get this early if you're on Patreon. Also, if you sign up to the Patreon, you get into Discord where we're going to be talking about WrestleMania the entire week. We talk about everything, pretty much. Under yeah. the sun, literally everything. All right? Mm-hmm. Um. So you have that, the WrestleMania show, five hours long. We're doing it big. We're doing it real, real big. Um, we didn't mean to do this long. I think that we, we were yeah, we were so excited for the guests that we had. And we have a special 
I'm, I'll announce it at the end of this. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So we have that. We have the spaces, the mania before WrestleMania that's going to be on Thursday. We are returning to the spaces world. Um, tune into that. Listen, if you attend, you might be able to walk away some stuff because we're giving away some stuff there too, man. We, we we're not we're not everyone's not leaving empty-handed. You might get some. You might get you know. Minimum game, you might get a you know a gift card. You like we're we're especially generous around this time of year, so you just 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 pay, stay tuned. It's WrestleMania. <laughs> just show up to the spaces. Listen, say something, drop something. You got a hot take. You got a mania take. You got anything. Me and Dion gonna be there, and we gonna make sure that everyone, everyone, has a great time. Um, and then of course. Fridays, SmackDown and Hall of Fame and Saturdays, WrestleMania, Sundays, WrestleMania, day after WrestleMania. You got um, mad other stuff happening in between. I mean, NXT, ROH Final Battle, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, Actually, Supercard. Supercard, sorry. Right. Final Battle's at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, But we got a lot of stuff happening this week, man. And we got a big show this show, man. Can we can we reveal the guests that we have? What people can do? We got the gang. Uh, Dion's kind of shows up for a second, but we got the gang from Rewriter's Room. He's he's there on Thursday. (laughs) Uh, Pending pending internet connection, yes. We got them. We got Cam probably in one of my most anticipated segments. I'm so glad we got Cam probably on the show. Thank her so much for being here. And we got Eddie Gonzalez-Bansky from the etceteras talking wrestling talking graps um but hey before we even get to any of that stuff um do we want to go through no holds barred before we get to the premiere i got an email okay and i gotta talk about this email but do you want to go through no holds barred first let's go through no holds barred because i really think there's kind of like one major topic to talk about this week and the only topic to really get into is cm punk (laughs) who use instagram in a very interesting way this week, um, use in- Instagram and possibly the, I mean, I guess if you don't really want people to see it, uh, you can <laughs> you can post it to your stories and then delete it as opposed to posting your feed. I don't here's really know. Thing, here's my thing about how he used it. He made, like, he had to, like, per- like set that up. It took yeah. time for him to, like, for someone who, like, claims he's, like, unbothered and don't give a fuck about none of this type of stuff. The setup of this Instagram post is very, very professional. He made sure to align it in the middle so he could get everything out. It sounds the way it writes. It sounds like he talks the way it's written. If that makes sense, like it's just maybe I did it exactly. And so Dave Meltzer, through some strange way of how he does things, um, last week he went on his message board and said, uh, in no uncertain terms. That you know, there were people talking about Punk and, and how he how he's you know potentially coming back and stuff like that. Dave Meltzer went on his his message board and said, "Hey, um, you know, uh, Punk didn't want to Punk didn't want to lose and Punk and all and all this other stuff and, and basically like saying, hey, I could I revealing things that most people would pay five ninety nine for on a message board just randomly. Uh, CM Punk came out after that in a tw- in a post and delete." Big caps here says, sigh, I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. And and because Meltzer basically said that, hey, Punk, you know, was demanding all of these things and he didn't want to lose and all this other stuff. And basically trying to paint him in a, in a bad light, in a, in a bad light. Um, He says, uh, I wasn't cleared to wrestle. for, And this is back in June. 
by the way. This is like the the whole interim champion thing, right? Like with with Mox and stuff like that. That weird thing that I think that even at the time, Mills, we were like, there's going to be a story that comes out about this one day, and we're going to like be very confused as to why this happened. Damn, this is very true. Those uh, what are those documentaries called on Vice? Dark Side of Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Side of <laughs> AEW type shit. Uh, like, because even at the time, we were like, who made this plan? What was it like? Who who created this plan? Like, because it didn't make sense why Punk would get squashed on national TV and then come back and win the title. So, um, he said the plan was was to wrestle at the pay per view. I sat and listened to me uh, to to Moxley's uh, Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie, which led people like a lot of people did not believe that he had never seen Rocky. But I think someone found a tweet where he said that he admitted that he had never uh, he had never seen a Rocky movie. Um, hey man, three, three in theaters now, man. It's never too late. That's that's Creed, not Rocky, Mills. It's it's the same universe, right? Yeah, but it's not the same movie. Uh, maybe is Creed three better than Rocky three? Do you know this? Probably not. Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think it is. Creed three is really good, but Creed <clears throat> already took the Rocky three kind of idea oh, and okay. it's interpolated it into a lot of different. It, it's actually like a Rocky three idea spread out over the over time, but um. That, that'll go into deep creed lore um he said i thought the idea i <laughs> i thought the idea sucked but if the boss wanted to do it whatever he said he wouldn't lose to me i never experienced someone refusing to lose to me i laughed i asked tony if this is what he wanted he said yes he's the boss so i said okay but i need to be cleared first they kept saying it could just be a squash i didn't need to be cleared i scoffed at that <laughs> my health is more important dave Meltzer is a liar Jer jericho is a liar and a stooge there were plans but plans always change i'll never put a company above my health ever again so does it sound like he wants to come back <laughs> I think that I think I honestly think that there were plans, but plans always change. Was the him saying he's not going to come back? It was like, oh, there were plans for me to come back, but I'm not coming back. That's what Ooh. I. Think. I think the his issue is like, all right, who's feeding this information to Dave Meltzer, who is kind of like they're using as kind of a source, similar to kind of like his uh, frustrations at the beginning part. I mean, his frustrations at the All Out Scrum was like pretty much they were throwing dirt on his name through all these various different articles that came out by the Observer and stuff like that. And he felt, and he took offense to it. And he's like, really, the only people that could say all this stuff is the people who, I mean, their finishing move is the fucking Meltzer driver. So it's like, he doesn't have faith in that company to be able to do things in a professional way. So he just threw all professional shit out the window. And he said, listen, I'm going to do this. He It was up for 30 seconds. Both you and I struggled whether it was real or not for a bit. Right. He had to confirm because right? we're, we're journalists. We don't just jump out the window, um, just start posting stuff. Um, we got to make sure that it's posted. Um, I had felt that it was correct because there was a typo there that like, I feel like most people who fake stuff wouldn't have let slide. There's like a typo when he, where he says like, I thought it sucked. It, that's like, a, that's like an errant eye there that I'm pretty sure Punk wouldn't care to fix. But um, a lot of people have posted it. Um, and, and just to clarify what Dave Meltzer said, I feel like I did a, a bad job wrapping that up. He said that, do you know why they didn't ask, advertise Punk versus Marksley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it. He wasn't going to do it and didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him. And you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct. But you can't argue he willingly did what he asked in that scenario. Um, and there were also rumors that he wouldn't show up to the show. I remember, they, I remember there were rumors that he would not show up to the show. Yeah, and, and they didn't know <clears throat> if he would show up. 
And punks, here's the thing. There's truth, there's lies, and there's something in the middle. Because now we have what what uh, reporters are saying. I think uh, Fightful also had a report coming out that said that, hey, a lot of instances of this are true. Punk was, but also he added, <clears throat> Sean Rossap added, Punk was actually paid a handsome amount to actually come and do that that squash match <laughs> and to get flown. He had a lot of accommodations to make sure that that happened. And what you're looking at here is like, it seemed like at this point meals, this is where communication totally broke down between all these people. And I can see that where, where now punk doesn't like Jericho punk doesn't like Moxley punk definitely doesn't like the elite doesn't like hangman page, all these people. These are all your top guys. These hey, are all the people he has to work with. Meanwhile, Cody's about the main event WrestleMania. <laughs> Come on now. Um, <laughs> jumped off the ship early. Um, but no, these are the tough guys. And, you know, what's interesting is I guess this is the first time that Moxley's ever been cr- uh, criticized in a kind of public role um, for his, I mean, his part in all of this. I mean, I guess all of the AEW players had some sort of part of this. I mean, Jericho's a stooge, the Bucks, the Kenny, all these other stuff like that. This is the first time that Moxley's been kind of like, you know, brought into this entire fold as well. And he took, he said, honey, set up the mic. Yes. I, I I'm to talk about. I'm pulling this up now. This is actually a really long quote um, from from Mox. It's actually all over the place, even if you listen to the audio. But I think that the main things to address here is that once again, Tony Khan is having people work for his company that are not under contract. This is the same way that it happened with Cody, and that's when he left because he w- he was working without a contract, uh, I, and not even to finish dates. He was just working without a contract. So over the summer. And then they announced that he was signed in that nice Google Docs, <laughs> clearly a Google Docs document that they didn't even bother to change the font in and right. anything. Um, go ahead. Uh, so Mox comes out and says he was he was not under contract and had the and had the title. He said, I was at WrestleMania. I was at SummerSlam re- weekend wrestling fucking El Desperado and shit. The day of SummerSlam fucking suplexed him on a bunch of aluminum cans, cutting him and shit. It was fucking dope. I could have walked into SummerSlam that night with the fucking AEW belt if I had been so inclined. Nobody knew that because I don't put my shit out there in the world. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, so he's saying that he was having a lot of fun with Blackpool Compact Club, William Regal and all that. Uh, and he says, you know, he didn't really know whether he was going to resign or not. But he said that during uh, he said during the time period when they were in Minneapolis, he calls Punk. What's his dicks talking about? <laughs> he says it was the night he came back and was hopping around on one foot, bumping around inner circle right after me and Chris Jericho wrestled. A badass match, by the way. So now, again, he's he's talking about backstage stuff like punks are back there bumping into people and all this stuff because he's hopping around and he's, he's making a commotion, trying to make punk, again, look like a diva. Um, he says, so keep in mind, this is my whole point. I basically don't work there for all intents and purposes. I don't even work here. Tony Khan is not my boss. I don't have to be in this room. I don't have to do this shit. So even me being in this room and offering and agreeing to a storyline that puts you over at the pay-per-view of anything, I'm bending over backwards for, for Tony and this dude and for the company and everybody because I didn't have to. I didn't have to do shit. If anything, I was bending over backwards. So that's it. So this is his response to what Punk's saying, basically confirming it. I don't think that, Mills, do you feel like he was trying to like, it didn't sound like he was trying to like take away from what Punk or anyone else has been saying about him. He's actually saying, "Yeah, I, I politic this." I think, I think they both came from a position of egos, right? Like yeah. CM Punk is like, "Why are we kind of doing this?" And Mox is like, "But so 
I'm working without a contract. And the reason I'm doing this is for this, this, that, and the third. I think it's definitely a couple of egos clashing, which is regular in the wrestling business. I mean, this shit happens all the time. It happened all the time in 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 20s. It's never going to stop happening. Like, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I don't... I could see Moxley politicking because he's like, listen, I'm working without a contract. Like, y'all supposed to be renegotiating this thing. We're supposed to be doing this thing. And no one seems to have any kind of answers. I'm working. I could have, he says, I could have worked on the SummerSlam. You would have never walked in the SummerSlam, <laughs> in my opinion. Especially with the eight. At the door, like, hey, yo, 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 what up? What, what's going on? <laughs> like, she wouldn't have been at the door, like, what, what, what's happening? In your lady's purse, man. Keep that title belt away from here. Um, <laughs> But, no, it's a, you know, it's an interesting kind of, this was like a game of like, it's definitely an ego that's there. And it's not necessarily bad, but it's it's clear that Mox has an ego with the things that he's worked on and knows what his value is in the company. And says so like, listen, I'm doing this for all y'all at the end of the day. Like I'm working without a contract and y'all making life way more difficult, especially making it more difficult for this man who's clearly... I. I it, there's clearly contention with Mox and Punk. Um, yes. At, well, AEW in general and Punk. <laughs> I, well, I feel like the Punk and Mox thing, this is something new that we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? That, that we didn't know. I feel and, like he's just, the, his um his reputation of being hard to work with backstage has continued just to spread. And it's just, it's leaned over into the, we would have never known this Moxley thing <laughs> if yes. Punk didn't bring it up. If, or if he didn't, Dave didn't bring it up. Dave didn't bring it up. Dave, who actually went on to apologize because I feel like someone he got the this is hove, this is TK call. And uh is this essentially he had to apologize for all this. He went on, on radio and apologized on, on wrestling Observer radio. But I think that again, like I said, like the punk and moxie thing is interesting because we didn't know about it, but now it seems like they they were both tiptoeing around Mox in his own strange way, punk in his own way. I feel like the him, him saying that the, the idea sucked was was punk's way of saying like I don't really fuck with Mox's ideas and stuff like that. And it's it's just crazy that, like, I think a lot of people look at Mox as kind of this rebellious, you know, I don't give a fuck type guy. And he just kind of showed a lot of people like, no, I, I absolutely play politics to my advantage here. And I think that, again, like when you're in the position that he's in in this company, he's the most important part of this thing. He is kind of the I mean, he's kind of the tribal chief of this. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll We'll see how this shakes out. But I think in the end. I just don't foresee punk coming back in this, in this type of situation. Like, is it worth it with the displeasure of your, of your, of your crew, of your talent? They're publicly meals. They are publicly saying through Dave, through Mox, through podcasts, they do not want this guy back. I just don't see it happening. If it happens, it'd be a, it would be like the momentum of bad decisions that's continuing to be made. <laughs> that's why I'm not surprised. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could see it happening just because yeah. like there doesn't seem to be any good decision going on from here. Like yeah. it, it, nothing seems to be going right. And it seems like, yeah, I wouldn't, if I was Dave, I would apologize too. Cause everything seemed to be smoothing over for a while. There was rumors of punk coming back. And then punk was like, these, these guys are back at it again. With yeah. the Dave Meltzers and all these other stuff like that. So, I um, mean, the saga continues. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it needs to end. It needs to end. But speaking of Tony Khan, I got an email from Tony Khan this week. He, he, mm. he listened to the show. Big fan of the show. Mm. You think so? This motherfucker emailed me. It was an audio attached to it. And, he, and, he, and the, you want to know what the copy said? What is that? 
you can't spell WrestleMania without AEW. And I said, whoa. I mean, yeah, I guess the words are technically in there. Yeah, the letters. I said, whoa. I said, that's not exactly how that works, but the A, the E, and the W are definitely in WrestleMania. Yeah. So he gave us a special world premiere uh, freestyle. Listen, man, you got to hear it to believe it. And when you hear it, you better believe it. Exactly. So we're going to go to a break and we're going to go to our first segment on this WrestleMania prediction party with the pals of uh, the A Show Network. Uh, and we're going to leave you with this song and we'll be right back after this break. Yeah, so I want to thank all the fans of All Elite Wrestling for making us the number one professional wrestling promotion in all of the world, and really just North America, but really all of the world as well. Really not even North America, but we'll, we'll, we'll take it, because goddammit, we're going to do everything, and we have like a plus delta financial boom coming. And thank you guys so much for making this happen. It was all a dream. I used to read after magazines. Baby doll with Tully Blanchard in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, David Crockett yelling, whip him like a dog. I let my tape run to my tape pop halloween 87 i was road warrior hawk way back i had face paint that was red and black with the spikes to match remember dr d slapped jahahan you never thought that pro wrestling would fake it this far now i'm in the limelight i'll make it fine right moxley gets paid when he see cameras he blades born quitter the opposite of a winner remember when i used to book fake matches for dinner peace to eric b bruce p jim c great brian last and glenn goberti I'm fucking up like you thought I would. Call the spot, same flips, dipshits. It's all good. And if you don't know, you've got nine days to figure it out. You know very well who you are. You're a fake booker. Mark for the stars. You know very well you gotta be kidding. I made the change from a common troll to up close and personal with Jericho. When I book his stuff, I sit there and agree all day. Suck up, it's the TK way. The cocaine and all the flips make me dizzy. Andrade's getting pissy. Said Sammy Guevara tried to diss me. I never thought it could happen, this wrestling stuff. I was too used to E-Feds and such Now Corny tries to roast cause he hates my approach Too pro wrestling more than he hates the East Coast I book TV and larger buildings than I need Half empty arenas to see Plumber Mox bleed Booker and promoter of the year When is Punk coming back? No comment here Cunts in, fucks in, interviews that we shoot Mox is a tool, said fuck on TV, rely fool Stereotypes of Mark Booker misunderstood And it's still all good and if you don't know, you're going to find out this Wednesday on Dynamite. You know very well who you are. You're a fake booker. Mark for the stars. You know very well you got to be kidding. Because you're the only one who could have booked this bullshit. Welcome back, everybody. Of course, you just listened to possibly... You guys aren't going to hear this until it's actually produced in, but you guys listened to one of the greatest songs that's ever been produced, to be honest with you, from mm -hmm. from um, from the one, uh, the man, Tony, Tony Khan. Khan. We got yeah. great audio going into this. Yeah, so 
I mean, in case you guys didn't know, like as as you said in the, in the last section, like Tony Khan literally sent me this email, like literally 15 minutes before we we went on to record the show. We played this audio of Tony Khan. I want to I want y'all to you know let us know what y'all think about Tony Khan's rendition of Juicy, uh, in the comments. So that was that was you know, hey, that's what y'all into. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what y'all into. That's what y'all into. But speaking of that, we are absolutely here. We are here to kick off things with our WrestleMania prediction party. And of course, we have our illustrious guest to the side. This wouldn't be a WrestleMania prediction party without the family here. Of course, we have representing the rewriters room. We got all three of them here. So I feel like we got the triumvirate here. We got the trio. We got the shield. We got what's another trio? Destiny's Child. We have SWV. SWV. Oh, very timely. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Where, we going? Where else are we going with this? Um, team Bad. Team Bad? Team Bad. Team bad. Yeah. Yeah. Fell, let's, fell let's off the foot that one. Damn. Tough. Not some submission story. I got another, I got another threesome. Women's History Month. I'm sorry. I got, a, I got another threesome pod that you guys might be aware of. Aware of. No, 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 no. We don't oh, have okay. to. Well, let's go. Let's sorry. go then. We don't have to mention that. Um... Well, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> Table for three? Thank you. Oh, my God. What, hey, a, what a compliment. Hey, hey, Armand know all about that. <laughs> hey. Fall, OG. Speaking of that, you got Armand in the building. Shout out to Armand. What is good, my guy? Good to be um, here. Good to be here. What is it? What are you looking forward to WrestleMania the most this year? <sighs> Man, that, that John Cena-Austin Theory match, I'm really excited about that. I'm looking forward to this Gunther Drew McIntyre, Sheamus match. I think that's going to steal the weekend. But uh, this mania is shaping up like on paper. This is this is one of the ones, and you know we'll, we'll see if it delivers. I think it will. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We of course have Channing himself wearing, uh, donning an illustrious. Uh, what is that? What what color do rag is that? Uh, so I got the red on because I have on the blue headphones. So I'm trying to keep uh, equality between brands because I don't believe in brand supremacy. Uh, I think that you know a rising tide lifts all boats. And that there's no need for us to divide ourselves once a year just because it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> All brands matter. <laughs> what? Wow. What That's what he said. He said what that. What do you look for the this year, Channing? Right. I mean, it's in the name. I mean, our mid-car messiah is here, uh, Westside Gunther. Uh, he's come. He's brought us out of the darkness that was the uh, – now, now you admit if, there was darkness. <laughs> I – Always find light in the darkness, just because that is how I was raised. But I'll say, out facts are facts. In the incarnation not being on pay per views, it was a problem. It was a problem. Okay. But you know, I'm living in the present. I'm looking forward, and you know, Guthrie's here. I mean, he is everything that they said he would be, and more. So I'm really looking forward to that. Should be, you know, Banger Bros classic. You know, we'll get to see some real violence. You know, some real men at work. You know, some real meat slapping. So wait, what, what do you mean by it? that? How about we? No, nah, let's not. Uh, <laughs> let's not figure out what he means by that. Hold on. And, and rounding out the three writers room, we got CC. What is good, my guy? Please take it from here. Uh, I mean, how y'all how y'all living, man? It's WrestleMania week. Um. Uh, this has been the first WrestleMania that I'm like super. I'm like I can't wait to watch it since probably like I, I was a kid. Um, and the only thing that I'm really looking forward to this weekend, um, it would have to be the surprises. Um, like I I feel like last year kind of like 
brought us to a level to where now, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of expecting something. Like, I'm, I'm not expecting, like, something to come through. And it's just like, oh, that's nice or whatever. I'm expecting to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's, you know, blah, 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 whoever it is or whatever happens. Um, and then other than that, I just want to see I just want to see both sides, people who neutral. I want to see everyone react to that final match on that final night. I cannot wait to see what happens when that final one, two, three happens. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> the, the sides will be drawn. <laughs> people will be exposed. And everything will come to light. At the <laughs> media, given the result. And, of course, we could not be here. My man, Dion. Dion, what is good, bro? Listen, it will not be a WrestleMania prediction show without your boy. I'm here. I'm excited, man. I'm 100% excited. You don't have any? Well, what are you specifically excited about? So, obviously, last year, I mean, anybody that was there, man, it was just a monumental year. I probably like my top two WrestleManias of all time. And obviously, that's bias in there. But what I'm excited about this year, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm, raised, I'm really excited about Ray versus Dominic. This, this is the match that I feel like a lot of people are anticipating. They're really waiting to... Ray go Joe Jackson on his own son. And I, I might say, like, this is the most this is the most storyline-driven WrestleMania of all time. Like, a lot of storylines have been intertwined with each other. Like, if you look at Ray and Dominic, it's a spinoff from the feud he had with Judgment Day. You see Edge and Finn Balor, you know, a year in the making. A year ago, that's when Edge created the Judgment Day. Just so many storylines that have been really, like, well thought out and well put together. So I'm really excited to see how these storylines kind of end or even continue. Boom. I love it. We're here. We're wrapping. We're kicking this thing off. Um, we're starting with the undercard because you know what? Sometimes it's the undercard that really holds up this WrestleMania. I mean, you when we look at the undercard last year, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the the classic between Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin or the or the or the illustrious uh, uh, Mountain was it not Mountain Dew? Mike's Hard Lemonade tag team title match <laughs> between Boots and Shinsuke versus the Usos. What else we had on the undercard last year? Um, Street Profits versus RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. <clears throat> yeah, Jackass match. Jackass match. Well, that was that was a celebrity match. But you're right though. You're right though. You're right. Though. Yeah. Sammy won no damn. Sammy won no upper Carter. That's. <laughs> <laughs> the this is glowed up. He glowed up. He's glowed up. Listen, we don't know what's gonna happen. We're recording this before Monday Night Raw. So if any news kind of comes out, anything breaks out, just know that we probably got to it in the intro for the show. But with that said, we're going over the undercard for this show, and there's quite a bit to go through. Justin, where do you kind of want to start first with this thing? Uh, let's start. Uh, let's start with 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 with. Actually, I want to I want to weave through a match that's not going to happen into a match that's going to happen. And okay. I want to start with Bobby and Bray and lead us into the WrestleMania men's showcase on SmackDown, the Andre the Giant shit that's going down in the crib. Not the Andre the Giant shit. Yeah, <laughs> on the, at the crib. <laughs> well, Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, a lot has come out about this, a lot of stuff back and forth. Since we're on the prediction show, we could just go ahead and like just kind of say it. Like we, We've heard lots of different things from – Bray potentially being out because of an injury, because he was sick, because Bray just went home. Uh, but we don't know where Bray Wyatt is. He hasn't been seen on TV in, in, the, in a number of weeks. And Bobby Lashley was left without an opponent after just weeks ago saying, why won't you stand up and be a man? And Bray said, fuck that. I don't want to be a man. And then it led to 
uh, the infamous A Show segment. Uh, I have no. I somebody was tickling me that day, and then it led to Bobby Lashley unceremoniously being put and lifted, airlifted into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Can we do? Do we have that graphic, Mills? Yeah, we can share this graphic. It, it's actually, it's probably one of the most damning things that we've seen in quite some time. For who? Um, for who? I mean, uh, <laughs> for, for Black America. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, right, a black, black. there's a lot of like black. There's a lot of There's a cop coming from you right that's now. For your ass. He just uh, called right. the one. See? That's what he do. That's what he do. <laughs> it's not even working now. Having all these technical difficulties. See y'all, y'all niggas like, hey, hey, the, the long-standing, and I want, I want y'all's, I want y'all's opinion on this. A long-standing argument on the Discord is, does Bobby deserve better, or is he getting what he deserves under Triple H? And there's a lot of differing opinions. We had this argument about Brock as well, but Brock kind of understands mentally where he needs to be on a card. I feel like Bobby even less so. Where do you guys stand on the Bobby deserves more kind of landscape here? Is it is it more so like he just caught a bad draw, or is it more like Triple H don't know what the hell he's doing with Bobby? I mean, it's pretty to me. It's pretty like it's pretty simple. Wrestling's always be always been this way. You go and you look at any wrestler's Wikipedia for any stretch of time, you're gonna see such and such was planned, but then so and so got injured and blah, blah blah. It's like bro, shit happens, man. Like. At some point, you might be at the top. At another point, based on the way stories were worked on and things that happen in the company, outside the company with different people, whatever, next thing you know, you might be made car mafia or whatever. That's just how it goes or whatever. It's just like how he take it, how he carry it, really. Bobby Bobby had his shot, man. I mean, he was given a lot in 2020, 2021. I mean, he was with Drew. He faced Drew at WrestleMania, got to retain the title. He had his own stable. He had he almost he had damn near everything, honestly. So it's like I think it's just really just like, hey, you had your time. Now it's somebody else's turn. I mean, damn, you saying like, listen, man, you had enough. Listen, yeah. if you in a battle royal, you better take what you get. What is this? What is I this? Think, I think I think I think that's doing a bit much. I think while I would even agree as as a Bray lover, you know, as as a member of the Wyatt Six. Um, oh, what, what does the match would not have the match would not have been that good. What, I'm not even gonna lie. Do for you. Oh, we what, know what, that. What does Bray do for you? I just like fantasy. I'm a sci-fi nerd, so I always love the mystical stuff. I just think it's cool, and so that's what I like about Bray Wyatt. But I think the point being is that amongst the company, Bray is a big deal, and so a match with Bray Mile may not have been a good match. I think that would have been a sign that Bobby is still a big deal. So I don't think that this. Battle Royal is like a hundred percent circumstance. I think part of it is just like you know, there's really nothing else for him to do. You know, you can't really create a feud unless you're gonna make a feud with like someone like LA Knight, and maybe that's what happens. But it doesn't seem like it was Bobby's plan was to kind of always be in the undercard. I think it seemed like he was probably gonna have a decent, you know, spot on the card and just kind of didn't work out that way this year. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot that kind of goes into that, but as we saw in the graphic there, he is in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, This is usually a place where, (laughs) I mean, Jey Uso won it. (laughs) Um, Actually, actually, before we want to do that, I actually want to play a little game. Let's play the game of who's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal before. I'm going to get everyone wrong. All right, let's run through it. If you guys can name, there's been thus far eight people who have won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 
Can you guys name them right now within the span of the next? Let's let's, let's put the clock in at sixty seconds. Can you guys name everyone who has won the Andre Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal starting now? Cesaro. Right. So Cesaro won the first one. It was Ross was it Big Show? Was it Big Show twenty fifteen? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was Big Show twenty fifteen. Ray Wyatt is one. Twenty sixteen was Corbin. Twenty seventeen was Mojo Rawley. Why do you 20, know this? <laughs> 2018 was Matt Hardy. That was Matt. 2019 right. was Braun Strowman. 2020, it didn't happen. 2021, Jey Uso. 2022, Matt Cat Moss. That was incredible. Oh, my God. The wow. spirit what? of Andre the Giant possessed him. I'm on the giant, am I right? This is, a, this is a nigga that watches the pre-shows. That's why he got <laughs> I'm a student of the game, baby. He's a pre-show watcher. Yes, those are all of the winners. And I think, I mean, let's 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 go even further than that. Where did these guys go? I mean, Mad Cat Moss got a pretty sizable push after this. Uh, Jay Uso, obviously, is Jay Uso, and he continued to have his push after he won it. Braun Strowman again continued to have his push, but I mean, he eliminated Colin Jost from SNL. So I mean, I, I you know, it, it was just a it was a celebrity type thing. Um, Matt Hardy. It kind of gets kind of odd after this. Like Matt Hardy and Bray had their little tag team after this. They hugged each other, which is a weird thing to do after you win this. Uh, Mojo Raleigh never went on to anything. <laughs> Baron Corbin, I mean, even him, it was like he he eliminated a babyface Kane, and well, he was he was an NXT when he joined. So I think that's yeah. like the highlight of it. Like he was the NXT guy who won all of this. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, big Show is Big Show, and that, and that was at the uh, Heist of the Century Mania. Uh, and then before that, I mean, Cesaro pretty much was Cesaro after he won that, uh, after that. And they tried to put him with Heyman, and it didn't really work. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting because the thing is, is that I would expect, and I think that we have to look at this mania through the lens of the fact that there is a new regime, there is a new leadership kind of thing going on here. What does this mean to them? And I think you look at the people who are in this match, they could realistically have left off a lot of these people who are in the match. You have Santos here who is in the middle of a program. You have Gargano in here who is literally going to be on an NXT show the next day. Uh, you have Bobby Lashley in here, LA Knight, who's extremely popular. You have uh, who else? Uh, Bronson Reed, who, they, who they're pushing pretty sizably and who had a showing in uh, Elimination Chamber. So obviously there are some guys in here other than the other fodder that they actually think very highly of, um, including Karrion Cross. You know what I'm saying? I and uh, <laughs> I feel like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Well, I don't even know if they would use Memorial anymore. They just says Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, I feel like it defies all kind of story, time, space, <laughs> anything. It's kind of really its own entity that exists. Pocket universe. Back. Yeah, it's it. easily it's like we're watching them. The best part would be if they all like if they filmed it like three hours before. And everyone just zapped into the ring at the same time <laughs> and says, we're going to have this battle royal. We're going to do this thing here. And um, I would have to say, all right, if I'm going for a pick, if I'm going to pick out of these people that exist right here, I think I'm going with, you got to go with LA Knight, right? I mean, Bobby's right there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> if the story is that LA will be on Mania proper, him losing here again and being frustrated enough to actually crash the show on Saturday or Sunday makes the more makes most sense to me. If if Meals, as you're thinking, Stone Cold or someone will come out to interrupt him when he has his segment. 
Mm, interesting. I would, right. I would as LA, I would have LA eliminate Bobby Lashley and then get eliminated. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So who do you have winning this one, Jay Fox? Um, I, I'm. I, it's pretty I, inconsequential, I, to be honest. It's, it is, but I also got. It. I'm also thinking of the of the mind that they might think very highly of whatever this is, and I think that you have a couple of guys in here that Triple H wants to get over really fast here. Gargano's here, Bronson's here, Santos and Legato is here. They're baby faces. Um, I would I would have Santos win this, honestly. Interesting. I love it. I love to hear it. CC, who do you got winning this one? I like that. That's a good pick. Um. I'm just going, so we went over the list, and there was one thing that, that kind of st- uh, um, just kind of stood out when I thought about that list. Most of the guys are like, you're talking about like kind of like bigger guys, right? <laughs> um, it's like Big big Show, Braun Strowman, even Cesaro, like he's like one of the small, like Matt Hardy's like what, the smallest person that was on that list or whatever? So um, for that reason, plus for the reason that he doesn't really have anything going on, and this could be like his, like, I did something you know, let me go get that next chip kind of thing. Plus, we're trying to push him. I see Bronson Reed taking this one. Um, I mm-hmm. see the – yeah, and the reason why is because, you know, even looking at the field here, um, there's a lot of people who I can see, like, getting into it in their own, you know, own thing or whatever. And Bronson Reed is just kind of like a, a wrecking ball or whatever. He can come through and just, like, break some stuff down. But also at the same time, I don't think there's anyone in this if, – if I'm wrong, there, I don't, there's not anyone in here who really has, like, a grudge against him or anything like that. So I don't see anyone really, like, eliminating him, you know, over some crazy stuff. And I see you can, I see him just sticking around, eliminating probably six to set to eight people, and then, yeah, just winning it. I can see that happening. Hey, man. You can definitely see that. Channing, what do you think? Where are we going with this? Um, to me, it's it's gonna be carrying across. I think that Triple H, for whatever ah. reason, loves him. <laughs> he loves him some black and white filter. That man is obsessed with that black and white filter. Hey, hey Channing, hit it! You gotta, you gotta hit the ah for the Ball KK. And pray. You gotta hit the ah. Come on, put your arms out. <laughs> but yeah, I just think I do agree with the point of that LA Knight will probably be one of the last two people eliminated. And I just think that it's going to be probably Lashley, those three in the middle Lashley, LA Knight, Karen Cross at the end. And maybe Scarlett gets involved and missed or, you know, does something to distract LA Knight and then Karen Cross mm. gets him out of there. Armand, what you got? Man, uh, I, I, I'm torn between Santos and Bronson, but I think I'm going to go Bronson Reed uh, for a lot of the reasons you guys said. He's been he's been kept undefeated for a reason in singles competition. He's been mowing people down. I think this will be a good thing that shows up on his little on his little card when he does his entrance in 2023 and beyond, like on the joint <laughs> yeah. Memorial Battle Battle Royal winner. Like I, I think that's going to be a good thing to add there because I don't We've even know a 30 percent bump at AEW. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I I don't know what his shit says currently. So, yeah, just to throw that on there and let my guy Bronson cook. Because he, he's been doing well. So, I, I think this is going to be his his crowning. All right, awesome. all right. Dion, Dion, take us home. Who do you got winning this one? <laughs> Dion? I think you you. Yeah, Dion yeah, he froze. Oh, he might be froze, my boy. He froze up. Froze on. Oh, froze up. Froze up. Well, listen. While we here with it, while we here with it, I want to say that there's a 
there's a there's a dark horse pick that I've been looking at in all of this. Let's see if I can manage to get the great the best zoom on this thing. Let's see where you guys think I'm going with this. I it's don't. Dark... You going with the straight backs? <laughs> it better not be Mustafa. It is with... none other oh than yeah. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, Mr. Straightback. See him winning this one. I can see him winning. You got this. a positive attitude. You got a positive him attitude. Him and Dolph are gonna do something and get themselves both eliminated. Yeah, it'll be right next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they'll hug and fall out together or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> the ring exactly will just, like shake, and <laughs> everyone will stay in except them two. They'll just fall yeah. out. It'll be hijinks, pure yeah. just oh hijinks. There is something about this that is just. If you want to establish him, if you want to do something with him, if you want to start a brand new chapter with him, have Ali win. Hey, why do we need to start a new chapter with him? Hey, man. Close the book. Yeah, why we we we've we've read the book. I I don't know why we would want to see that, but um, that is the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Um, Should be interesting. I don't know if I'll be watching SmackDown Friday. I'll probably watch it like Saturday morning. Hey man, listen, you're gonna hear about it either way. We gonna watch that. (laughs) Watch the Hall of Fame right afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And we gonna have a good time. Um, and probably after the Hall of Fame airs, Rampage will finally start airing wherever it's been slotted this week. Um, AEW <laughs> is hooked this week. Bro. It is so funny how much they change that start time, dog. It's like, well, just make a decision. It's like, oh my gosh. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. What do we got up next, Justin? We have the Women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia versus uh, and Shot Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Uh, I am pretty sure Chelsea Green will find her way into this match with an yet as yet unnamed uh, partner. So let's just put Chelsea Green in there right now because I think she's going to be in the match. Um, might be Piper, but uh, who knows? We'll see. It's not going to be Lacey Evans though. So um, this match is kind of built off the off the idea that you have to get as many people on the card as possible. Um, I don't really mind it. A lot of these women don't really have a huge storyline going into <laughs> WrestleMania, but they have been wrestling against each other and facing off against each other for the past couple months. This is firmly the mid-card women in the company. And yes, I'm including Ronda Rousey in that because she is firmly in the mid-card right now. Um, what, what do you guys think about the women finally kind of having a mid-card? I know people are going to be upset, but let's just be real. Like, not every woman is going to be main event. You need to have somebody that, that are auxiliary, you know what I'm saying, people who can play their position. What do you guys feel about this mid-card? It's, it's no. very necessary, um, and it's been built well. Like, there are actual workers here. Like, the way we're talking about Raquel and what she'll be able to – the position she'll be able to be in next year. She's been putting into some big spots already, facing off against Ronda. Um, mm-hmm. the, that, that gauntlet match with Liv, like, that shit was great. I feel like she's, she's improving a lot already. Um, Shotzi's got some work to do, but she's been a, a pretty consistent character. Um, they're clearly invested in her, so I think that it's great for her. Natty is just the, the perennial worker. Like, you put her in every match, she's going to get a good match out of everyone. I, th- I love Chelsea Green's character. She's been one of the most entertaining people on TV for these last few months. So it's necessary. It's enjoyable. It gives the top women people that they can elevate at certain points um, and it's just showing like the, the, the work rate is is really being emphasized, which is the most important thing these days. So I, I love it for the women's division. Yeah, ain't no Zai Lee on this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, B-Fab was, not, <laughs> B-Fab was not invited to this one. 
<laughs> Both of them will kill you in very <laughs> ways. Um, death by head scissors. Um, <laughs> Channing, what do you think about this one? And I mean, well, uh, wait, come on. How about this? Um, give your give your prediction pick while we're here. I'm kind of torn again. There's a world where I can see Ronda and Shayna just wrecking house, but I think they kind of want to go with that Liv and Raquel uh, spot, like that. That like just you can just envision them like Liv like hanging on Raquel and the, and them celebrating the victory. Like they they've teamed before and they've done some really fun uh, tag team moves together. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think just based on their trajectory, I really think that they want to give Liv another run and they want to build Raquel up to being one of the powerhouses. So I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna go Liv Raquel. Chance. Let's go. Um, what you think and who you got winning this one? Definitely agree with everything Armand said. One thing I also like about it is that they just kind of straight out went out and called it a showcase. And I feel like oftentimes they would, like in the past, they would try and like cobble up some feud whereas all eight of these women don't like each other and now have to have a match. And I respect them just being like, no, this is a match because people want to wrestle on WrestleMania. And so you're going to wrestle on WrestleMania. I feel like even that is almost like a. Like, yeah, like, just be upfront about it. It's almost like being, like, giving them the respect that, like, yes, these women also want to just have a WrestleMania match. They don't have to, like, just hate each other. Like, there are men who just want a WrestleMania match. So I really like that aspect about it. And I agree with um, what Armand said also about Liv Raquel winning. But I do think that, well, what I hope is that if Liv and Raquel, you know, win beating Ronda and Ronda and Shayna in some way, that Shayna and then attack them after the match and then establish himself firmly as heels. I hope that, like, this match can, like, yes, be a win for Liv. I hope it doesn't end with her, like, passed out in the middle of the ring again. But I think it also should serve as a way to, like, at least bump Shayna Baszler. Like, I think Triple H has shown, like, in NXT, when he makes Shayna, like, really menacing and threatening, like, she's really a good character, at least in my opinion. So I think if we can get Shayna back to that, I think that also gives you another, hopefully, title threat in the future when, you know, whoever wins the women's main event matches. CC. Um, I, I, I'm kind of split, um, cause I, I, I equally see it going one of two ways. There's only two ways to me It's either the living Raquel thing for the reasons that everyone said, um, it's cause you know, on, you know, watching the product and watching them, it's clear that if there's going to be a tag team that stays a tag team after this, they would probably more than likely be the ones. Um, but I can see for like shenanigans sh- sake, uh, one, I do think Chelsea's going to be uh, the other uh, tag team with somebody else. I can see for sh- shenanigans sake them winning. But um, Sonya, regardless... Sonya, sorry, go Sonya, ahead. De- Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Mm, mm, I could... That would be... I would appreciate... That would be dope. That would be dope. But um, I think the big thing that comes out of this, and they've been teasing it for a while, um, I think the big thing that comes out of this is the breakdown of Tana and Ronda as this team or whatever um shane has been hinting at it for a while like if you go back and, and watch episodes every you know every now and then um you know there'll be times where clearly ronda's like you know put up ahead uh, of shana and whatnot and shane is kind of like come on man like you know what's going on or whatever so i think this starts like that breakdown at least on screen for them that's that's my actually my prediction for this match i think that's why this is here in the first place Whew. If I had to pick one of these things to win, one of these teams to win. These things, damn. Hey, man. He said these teams. Tyrone Mills, there he goes. <laughs> Shout out to Santa for the save. Um, but <laughs> it, 
if I had to pick one, I would say, listen, you would have to imagine that one of these tag teams is going to get a shot at them, them, the women's tag team championships, which, to be honest with you, now looking at it, probably could have deserved <laughs> being in an actual match itself. But, hey, we're here. Women's WrestleMania showcase, right? Um, the belts will be there. The belts will be there. <laughs> they will make an appearance on the show. They, they will absolutely. make an appearance. Yes, absolutely. They will be worn um by someone featured on this wrestlemania card uh nonetheless i'm going ronda rouse and shanna baszler just seems like the most menacing team that you could have if i'm picking a team that i think would be beneficial for instance you know being on both shows if they do pick up the tag team championships i would love to see ronda back on raw shana back on raw bouncing back between raw and smackdown kind of having their matches doing their kind of thing so i'm gonna go with ronda rousey and shana baszler to pick up a win in this match what about you, Justin? I, I would agree with that. I think that you, you you the thing here is that you have tag teams and you realistically could have a division with these women in it. And you also have like me, Chan and Candice on Raw. You have a you have a couple of teams there as well. Um, and they have an actual division here. Um, I think that and I've said this on the show, I feel as though Becky and Lita having those titles have given it more visibility than they've had in a long time. Um, obviously you gotta get the you gotta get the, the six woman tag out the way this, on this show. Like you just not you're not gonna escape it. It's a big deal, it's it's historic. Um and, it, and it's it's a good moment for all of them. But I think in terms of this, it's who is at the top of the pecking order. You could just look at it in terms of like how whoever has like and we don't know if this is an elimination match yet or not. I really think it should be because I think you, you have time to give it some time. This is I mean, it, it's not it's not far fetched that it is elimination. I know you're shaking your head, Mills. It's not far fetched that it could be, but um, I, I think that Rhonda and Shayna would be the, the, the best choice here because I got a feeling that Rhonda probably really wants those tag titles. And if you have any situation where you could have Becky and Rhonda facing off together again, that's a big deal on any show, whether it be backlash coming up or something coming up, coming up overseas. I think that's something that we should we should really be looking out for if they do win this match. Absolutely. Um, on the flip side of this thing. We got the men's version of this, the men's WrestleMania showcase match. We got Braun Strowman and Ricochet, who've been tag teaming for a couple months now. We got mm -hmm. the Street Profits, who arguably uh, have not been on the winning side of things lately, um, hoping to pick up a big win at WrestleMania. We have Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis, or Otis, depending on how you roll with this one. Seems to be on the rocks. Um, and the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar with Valhalla, who have just been dominating, yet yeah, kind of like dominating like quietly. I think they've been if if there's any tag team that has been kind of like uh, hurt by the lack of tag team championship representation. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yes. been the Viking Raiders. Um, they, have never, through, they have not lost to anyone but uh, the the Drew guys higher than them. Yeah, guys higher than them. So that's it. Yeah. But if I had to pick a tag team to kind of go move forward with this, and I'm trying to put my head in the mind of Triple H and what he would do here. Um, process of elimination for me. I'm not going to choose that one. not going to choose that one. It's really between Braun and Ricochet and the Viking Raiders, and I kind of think that he's going to go with – I mean, you don't really lose anything by going with the Viking Raiders at this point. I mean, they're an actual legit tag team. And um, – and if you look at it, there are two teams on here that are on the rocks. I mean, the Profits and Alpha Academy, 
realistically could lose because that's just been the that's that's been their story there. They're they're edging for a breakup between those two, and it kind of sucks that they're edging for a breakup between these two teams because the belts could realistically be back in circulation <laughs> in the next couple of weeks with new champions potentially. So uh, I mean, it, it sucks, but I think that Braun and Ricochet have shown that they're a really exciting tag team, and, and I think the crowds really react to them in a lot of different ways. Um, and, uh, and Viking Raiders to me, they've always been a shoe in to win whatever title, whenever they get freed up, these, these guys are going to have the titles in some way, shape or form very soon. So, um, if, if I was, to, if I was to think of who would win, you, you kind of, that's a really tough one, man. I just, I have no faith in the street profits and watch they win. But I think that, I think that the Vikings probably have a, a, a the best shot of winning this and going on to the, the new season. So, uh, so to speak of WWE with, with a, with a good winning record. Armand, where are we going with this one? It's a tough one. Uh, there's a world where I, I feel like I can make a case for all of them. Like, I think, especially if Otis comes out as this OT's guy, like some type of shenanigans where Maxine helps them win. Um, but I think the Viking Raiders have the most to gain. I would personally like to see them win because I've been a big fan of their, their team for years. And I didn't like how that Usos feud from 2022 shook out where they had that yeah. – that, that match elimination chamber that was like a false finish and then they did it on TV. So I, I feel like the tag team division could really use them like whooping ass as champions. And I think that this would be their launch pad to get to the title. So I'm, I'm going to go Viking Raiders. CC, what about you? Yeah, like Viking Raiders makes the most sense on paper to me. Um, I don't see why you would have any other team win. Like I can, like I see the whole Braun Strowman and Ricochet thing, but uh, for like moments. But that's just it, you know. That thing's just a moment. It's gonna be over, you know, pretty soon. Um, and when you think about what they've been doing with the Viking Raiders, they haven't been like keeping them off TV or anything like that. They just haven't been like super duper present in that tag team scene because we know that's like tied up with the bloodline stuff. But when you think about it, it's just like, you know, the Prophets are there. Alpha Academy is there. Um, I don't think that they're going to dissolve very soon after WrestleMania. And it's very clear that they want to do something with the, the tag titles, with the men's group. And when you look at the teams that they have, it's just like, you know, with the Prophets and Alpha Academy, there's kind of like a comedic aspect there, even like New Day or whatever, if, if everyone was healthy or something like that. But with the Viking Raiders, you have literally like it's like this villainous, like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, just – uh, barbaric and whatnot they can really be those guys just like uh, i think i forgot who said it earlier just literally kicking everybody's ass um and i think you establish that by having them win this match so it's like okay you need to take us seriously we're coming for that the titles and whatnot so so yeah i'm going viking raiders too wow is this unanimous this is it gonna be unanimous hey man channing what about you are you gonna are we gonna is this a clean sweep or nah i feel like nah <laughs> You know, my 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 mind is telling me Viking Raiders. Uh, boot them. But my but my body is telling me Ricochet and Braun Strowman. I just feel like Braun Strowman, for whatever reason, he's a very large man, obviously. He is always in favor and he's always liable to just get randomly warmed up. And while I do think yes, they have kept the Viking Raiders very strong on SmackDown, I could definitely see a scenario where they want Braun Strowman near the titles again. And I think you could see a cool program with like 
Ricochet doing all these like crazy flips off Braun Strowman and them just like trying to get together to win the chase, whatever tag titles you want them to chase. But I just think you basically kill two birds with one stone where you can definitely make the Viking Raiders look strong in the match without them having to actually win the match. And then for the sake of a winner, you give, you know, Ricochet and Braun Strowman like a solidifying win. It's like, okay, we are a tag team. We like want to go for the titles. And I think you go from there. Hey, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the statistic right here, which is actually going to be quite surprising if it is true. Um, hold on. Let me actually see. Uh, was Braun? No, Braun wasn't on WrestleMania last year. No, he was fired. No, he, was, he was in the company, was he? Yeah. Braun Strowman is undefeated at WrestleMania. And then Nicholas, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Uh, he undefeated at WrestleMania. Like, I mean, he lost on the pre-show once, but that doesn't count because no one's going to remember that. But Braun Things Strowman, is, it's the newest streak. Things change. Taker can't say that. Taker can't say that. <laughs> Who Not many few can. Not many. Not many. Hey, man, if we notice this and if we make enough noise about this on the internet, <laughs> Braun Strowman If you get the right person to retweet it, it'll become a thing. Yes. It'll be a thing on Twitter. Yes, hey, he would definitely That's see it. You would definitely see it. Okay. Last matchup. Junta versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. They have The Intercontinental title has come a very, very, very long way in the past 300 days. From the moment that Gunther touched this title, it has become, I would say, on par with the world championship, even when the world champion is not around. Gunther has carried this title style and grace and the imposing will that we have not seen from the intercontinental title for for years but i mean a lot of people in our discord have just started watching wrestling again or started watching it for the first time they they are lucky to have lived in this era where we get a champion like this because it has not been like this for a very long time since and and to me and we had this argument on the show i was like is he the best intercontinental champion since seth in 2018 or miz in 2016 or whatever and Again, he blows them all out the water because of the quality of his matches. This is a guy who's already beaten Braun Strowman. He's beaten Ricochet. He's beaten so many people on the way to this. He's beaten Sheamus on the way to this. And now he's faced between two best friends who are at odds against each other and one big albatross that they hope to be in this triple threat match. Meals, what do you think about the whole build and everything going on with this? Hey, man, this is – you don't need to sell me on this because <laughs> – I just tried to. <laughs> the, 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 pre, the preamble for this goes back to last year at Clash of the Castle at a classic match, and then the follow-up afterwards. And I think there are – I mean, they probably should have won a third match, but I, I guess they didn't really need to. This is going to hit hard. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be – this is this is an opportunity where if they chose to have Gunther lose, he doesn't necessarily have to be pinned in this situation. Um, so I think that's definitely in play if there is a – if they want to go through to move on to different things. Um, however, man, I don't know, man. This might be this is, <laughs> this is an match on the card, bro. This is this is really like clear out the room. And, and let's be clear here. Every single match on this card has the potential to steal the show. But I think in Triple H's WWE, every single match on this card is going to have work rate in it. I don't Absolutely. think it, from any pay-per-view that we've seen, they have not they, they have kept the foot on the gas. It has had a third 
fucking gear every single pay-per-view since he's been around. This, to me, do you give this 20 minutes? Do you give this 25 minutes, depending on what day it is, what night it is? We're starting to kind of hear what's going to be on night one. We already know that Seth and Logan's on night one. Bianca Oscar is on night is on night one, I believe. I know that the, the six woman tag is going to be on night one. I think Becky announced that today. What? Where do you put this? How how long do you give this match? I don't think you give this twenty minutes. I mean, granted, the the only reason I say that is because it's WrestleMania. No one really gets time. You really there's only certain matches. I could see Seth Logan getting the time, it, like the matches that are um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Usos getting the time. I'm not sure if this match will get the time, considering it is it is a mid card match and it's not like a really attraction high caliber thing on the card. Who knows? Maybe there's a rematch in Puerto Rico and they get the time there. Um, but I don't know if this gets the time. Puerto Rico but is where the title was 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 kicked off, right? No, I think that, that that might have been um I feel like it was Brazil or well actually I don't know I could be wrong I don't know my trivia game has been slipping up the last six months or so um Armand <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true hold us down um but with that said I mean if I had to pick a winner for this match there's no doubt in my mind it's Gunther like the betting odds just say Gunther it looks better on Gunther he has two guys that could potentially pull some distraction shenanigans in this match. Like I'd say just go with him. What you said is really important because that black belt does not look great on everybody. It like really looks good on Guther. Like it, he really, it really looks regal. That is not how they're deciding who's, who's winning. I'm match. just telling you as a visual learner, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I mean, like, it definitely look at it. You like why Bobby Lashley kept that U.S. title so long. You like, yeah. It looked good on him. Looked good on him. Shannon, what do you think? Where are you going with this one? I definitely agree with what you were saying about it maybe not being a long match. And I do think because of the whole triple threat, no DQ thing, I think Imperium, like the rest of them, like Fabian and them get involved. And I think it maybe doesn't go quickly, but I do think Gunther went more on like a heelish way. Like I think there's definitely like – some you get the chops, you get the splashes, you get the power bombs. You're gonna get all that, and you're gonna get some like heavy finisher play. Like you could get probably a couple claymore, some bro kicks, all that. But I think somehow you know the other two get involved. Sheamus will eat the pin, and then kind of like you're saying, either backlash will be just Sheamus, or they'll keep drilling and they'll run all three back. But I think this one will include all six of them because kind of like we've been saying, they want to get everyone on the card, and they've kind of been involved in a lot of other stuff already. Channing, who you got? I mean, not Channing. Sorry, Armand. <laughs> man, this is this is a tough one. Y'all know, y'all know how I feel about my guy, Big Drew, man. This is this is this is a moment I've been waiting for. Drew potentially getting near a title. Sheamus has been campaigning for the IC title, winning it at Mania for a while, and I feel like it's almost it's a little left, right. Right, it's his only title left to become Grand Slam. Yeah. So it's like you could get that moment, but I can see a world where Drew being like the third party here wins it and then Sheamus turns and then they unfold into a feud there. So Gunther loses it without getting pinned and he can go on to world title where I think we all would like to see him in that mix. Um, but then I can also see a world where Sheamus gets his crowning moment. I, I think either way, Gunther's actually not walking out as champion. So it's really just a matter of, do you want to give Sheamus this grand slam moment or do you want to have Drew win turn Sheamus and 
you could get more bangers from them. So I think, I think, and fuck it, I'm biased. I'm, I'm gonna go Drew. Drew got it. Wow, the bias is definitely showing in all of his uh in all of his glory. CC, what's up? Uh, I think um, before I say my prediction, um, I think this is this is one of those things that makes wrestling good. Um, because I'm listening to everyone. You guys are pretty much, you know, all where I am, where it's like you look at these three, these three, three people in this match. Um, you look at the reasons for why people are going into it, you know, the history and whatnot. And it kind of makes it hard to figure out who's going to take it, which to me, that's like it's like what the greatest part about wrestling is, is if you can go into a match like really not knowing like, OK, this could go. You you don't know. Um, that being said, um I think that right now, uh, I think it would be diff. I think it would be a bigger lift to try to put Gunther in a storyline that doesn't involve him being the Intercontinental Champion right now with the rest of the roster because there just haven't been any threads outside of like Sheamus and stuff like that. Um, like his his thing is that I'm the Intercontinental Champion. You guys are coming for my championship, so he doesn't really have any things with like other people, even though he's had backstage things with people here and there. Um, so I think it would be difficult to put him into a different storyline. So I can see that as the reason why keeping him. I can also see you know Sheamus, you know potentially nearing the end of his career, and you know this being like the last check mark. Um, and I can also see for the purpose of kind of like adding you know more mountain to the mountain for Seamus giving it to Drew so that he has to go through his best friend to get this like crowning achievement. So I can see like every side of this. Um and honestly, <laughs> this is weird because I didn't know I was gonna do this before we started the show, but after thinking about it more, I can see Drew taking it. Um and the reason why I say I can see Drew taking it is because if Drew and Sheamus lose to Gunther, from there, I can the the obvious story is Sheamus blaming Drew for him not getting the title, and then Drew saying you couldn't beat him on your own, you were never going to beat him, and then they go on their own thing or whatever. But like, how many times are going to see Drew and Sheamus just be mad at each other and fight? And then like, you know, if Sheamus wins, it's like yeah, he got this title, but like, what what's next? Like Gunther's just going to come after it again, and then maybe that's a thing, and then he has the ball, brawling Bruce, but like. Like, where is that going to go? I don't see I don't really see it being useful, him having the title for really any stretch of time. But with Drew having the title, it's like a weird spot because there's so many different possibilities. Like, there's just so many different things you can do. The obvious thing is, you know, Seamus and Gunther coming after the title and whatnot. And that's where you get your Seamus Gunther three to see who's the number one contender to go and face Drew at Backlash and whatnot. But even with that, because where Drew is in, in the company, he's like one of those people where kind of everyone floats around him. And you could there's a reason for him to fight almost everyone. Like He's one of those guys where he's just like, I want to fight. And then other people, if he's the champion, then people want to become champion. So they'll want to fight him. Obviously, Drew is already a draw as champion. You know, so I just see that as like having crazy more possibilities. So I'm just like, eh, you know, what? let's. I think that might be the way to go. You know, shake it up. Guther winning, I'm just like, I can see that. Like, it would be, I would, I would, like, on paper, I would make that happen. But I'm like, nah, let's shake it up. You know, I can see Drew winning. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Justin. <laughs> I think the one thing that you guys are severely underrating right now is that 
Sheamus is an H guy. He's always mm. been an H guy. There is nothing he will want anymore. Any, and we made the H guy list. He is H. The <laughs> story. It has been a story that's been going on since September. He is an H guy. His old workout buddy. He also believe, has believed in 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 the past of really kind of rewarding his guys with opportunities and rewarding him. And and Sheamus has been down for this dude his whole career, damn near. He's been down for this dude. And there's nothing better than Triple H would, would ever want than to not only reward him for all of his work that he's done, but also to have to be able to book a babyface Sheamus. I think Sheamus will win this, but for many, many, many reasons. One of them being Gunther can continue to Jesus Christ. Gunther hey. can, Gunther can continue to chase Sheamus as a heel, but the intangible here is Drew McIntyre, who I do not believe will be a babyface for very long this year. And I think that is the that is the kind of the the path that you take. Drew is losing opportunity after opportunity. This is kind of his last idea. The title you can still do Drew and Sheamus as a babyface uh, heel combination. That is kind of that's the the UK Gargano Champa. You know what I'm saying? The UK Triple H HBK. They can continue to do this because they're going to have great matches over and over again. What better way to do that than to have them have a title that they're fighting over and that be the Intercontinental title? You have a, two former world champions fighting over something that people basically saw as not worth it a couple of, of, of years ago. You can still do Sheamus and Gunther 3 in Puerto Rico. You can have Gunther finally finally get penned. And then you can have Gunther go on to to greener pastures to Raw or to another program with Cody in the summertime or something like that if you really want to do that. I don't think it is as dire for Gunther without a title because of the, the fact that he does not wrestle very often. And you can... So you can pluck him into any type of storyline with a baby face. You could do Ray again if you really wanted to down the line. But I think that Sheamus should win this title. I think it's a feel-good moment. This is still WrestleMania. This is still a, a show full of moments, and you have to have those moments. And one of, one of those moments is Sheamus finally winning the big one, being the Intercontinental title. You can still do that, and it will still mean something. It will still matter. But I think that in, in the long term of this, Drew McIntyre is probably he's not long for a baby face. So really enjoy him for for what it is right now. Hey man. I think you're absolutely right about that. That's partly the reason why I booked Drew to win. I would book him to win like currently, like he's kind of baby face or whatever, but him winning would like immediately switch it so that you're like, wait, you stole this from Sheamus. And like everyone's like on Sheamus' side. But I, I do agree about that. Regardless of how this turns out, Drew is not gonna be a good guy, you know, for the rest yeah. of 2023. That's not gonna yeah. happen. And I this and I think it's all about the turn. What, what, why is it nuts? This is about Gunther. <laughs> I it's mean, not, as much as it's about Sheamus and Drew, shout out to Sheamus and Drew. It's, it's not anymore though. Character. It's not this anymore though. This is him. All right. No, I I know he's he's ironclad Mills. But here's the thing, Mills. It's really I, I hate to say it's not about him, but it is hey. really about Sheamus's moment. And I think that more than anything, you kind of get that over. And if Drew doesn't, or if Gunther doesn't get pinned, he's not hurt here. It's it's still it, it's still he's still gonna want the title after this. He's still gonna want it. I have one hundred percent faith that even if let's say Cody wins, and Gunther is a challenger at let let's say Money in the Bank or something that I booked, you know, on something, um, I could still see Gunther being Intercontinental Champion and challenging Cody. Yep. Like he's 
badass, man. This is about Gunther at the end of the day. Like, I love Ooh. Drew. I love Sheamus. They had their time. Sheamus beat the man in 28 fucking seconds at a WrestleMania. He's had his moment. Drew has won the world championship at WrestleMania. He's had his, you know. That was Vince's time. moment, not H's moment. That was hey, Vince's wow. moment, not H's moment. That was Vincer's moment, not H's moment. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say Seamus here because for the reasons wow. I named, but also because you need to get you need to get Gunther out of this division in a very kind of easy way. And if you can do that with him, a not being pinned and have Drew have that be a motivation to turn and then Seamus beating beating uh, Gunther, which is something else that Drew couldn't do. Then Drew say, man, you know what I'm saying? Let's go out for a drink and hit him on the fucking head with a damn mug or a bottle or some shit. Then that's how you pop the shit off. But you also got to remember meals that I that I believe the rumor right now is that is that Butch is over that. So that that crew is probably going to be broken up, too. Hey, man, listen, I have no doubt in that. That sounds cute and fine for everybody involved. It is going through time. Tell it me. is going through time. Love to be, you love it. Ain't no time, brother. He had time at, May, at Royal Rumble for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> this is a man who's had a 500, some, what is it, 900? It's, it's how many? Three. It's just NXT, 300. NXT UK under. Oh. Under Triple H's regime, man. Don't nobody watch that show. <laughs> man, Triple H is not gonna have a super long title reign for this guy. Like it's totally been super long, <laughs> but it's going to be longer. I mean, it ain't I over. Nah, nah. First off, first off, Drew wears jeans, so there's no <laughs> way, there's no way that title's gonna look good on somebody wearing jeans and an Affliction T-shirt. So that's not happening. So you can. Dead that, bro. I don't talk about Seamus fit neither. Seamus with the bugle boy hats is borderline. He got to drop the hats. Listen, yo, picture if the IC title with some bootcut jeans is crazy. That's what y'all want. That's what y'all are asking for. Listen, no matter what happens, I'm interested more now in this result, knowing how everybody feels about this. But the undercard for WrestleMania is gonna bang. Everything is banging thus far. Shout out to the, I guess the Banger Bros, um, but and shout out to I mean the Banger Bros of you guys in the writers room. Shout out to Channing, Armand, CC, all being here. We also got to give props to the 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 spirit of Dion, which left the space. Um, our He's entire- Dudley. Wait, he uh, his computer crashed on its way to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got more coming up. On this WrestleMania prediction party, we still got the women coming up. We still got the attraction matches coming up, and we got the main event between Cody and Roman Reigns. Who do we think is going to win this? You'll have to find out. But we got more of the A Show coming up next. Yes, sir. We're going to continue this with uh, the big matches, the attraction matches, celebrity wrestling with a special guest that we wanted to have on the show for quite some time. So right after this break, we'll be right back.
everybody to the A Show WrestleMania prediction party, man. We are continuing to get this thing rocking, man. This is our biggest show of the year, consistently, always. And we got our biggest guests of the year. Trust me, we we only we're only bringing big guests to the WrestleMania prediction party. Oh my God! So we have someone who I would say is a a consumer of content. That's what I would say because yeah. I feel like. You, I really feel like you can talk about anything. If I want, <laughs> like, we we're here. We're talking about. We can talk about basketball. We can talk about movies. We can talk about music. We can talk about wrestling, as we're doing here, WrestleMania prediction party. You can catch him on how many different FanDuel, the boardroom, yeah. Yeah. etc. With Kevin Durant, we have none other than bands. Eddie Gonzalez here. Welcome to the A Show. First time ever, man. Welcome. Nah, thank y'all. And and I've been wanting to be on this show since you guys all ran, well, honestly, for a long time. Since you guys were trying to get Miz, like since way back. And then when you guys ran AEW and Punk through the ringer, and I know we're not talking about that today, but yeah. I was like, yo, this is the best <laughs> wrestling podcast I've ever heard in my life. I was legit in the gym. Like, no, 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 no bullshit. I was on the uh, elliptical. And you guys are dr- literally dropping flex bombs and all. I'm like, yo, this, this, is, this shit is a movie, dog. Like, I that episode, that episode is one of. I think at this point, it's like the best, our, our most listened to episode. That we <laughs> right. Like, I yeah, it. I that shit was because a movie. after I it had happened, fun. yeah, after it happened, people definitely wanted to hear what we had to say about it. And listen, it's still going on. The the saga continues, as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I, actually, I actually reached out that day. I don't know if you remember, but I reached out. I was like, yo, from podcaster to podcaster, like you. Body no, I remember. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, not even I, we don't even got to talk wrestling. But like, yo, the way you set this up, laid this out and then your recall for just the entire saga. I'm like, yo, this is amazing. This is like great fucking content. And then putting the Rick Ross beat under it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Good amazing times. Content. Good times. Great Good shit, time. bro. Good times. We're gonna we're, we're heading over to WrestleMania. WrestleMania, of course, in Hollywood this year, LA this year. It's go. It's it's the biggest. It seems like the biggest WrestleMania that's ever happened, and we say that every year at this point. But it's the way that WWE is moving, the the pace different. that they're moving. It's different. They're selling out every arena that they go to. Their record numbers for every pay per view that's been going on for like the last like year. They're really in an upswing, and the card that we have here, the matches that we're going to break down with you, we're talking about these big crossover icon Hollywood matches that are going on here, and it shows the real kind of like pull that WWE has and kind of like how they want to take the business. Wouldn't you think, Justin? Yeah, absolutely, and, and I want to get, Benz, I want to get your thoughts on this because, again, you're in the sports world, and you see – you know how NBA does it. You see how NFL does it. You see how NCAA does everything. The presentation of WWE going into going into this mania is completely different than what we've ever seen, right? Like it it is it is something where like I feel like an ESPN wouldn't be ashamed to report on this, or a, you know a Bleacher Report where they already reported it, but or like higher tier, you know, sports outlets wouldn't be afraid to do that because they're presenting it like it is like a blockbuster Hollywood type thing, like like another sport is right yeah i i love what they do now i actually one thing i do love about this run too is it's not built on the rock it's not built on stone cold it's not built on batista colbert it's built on their reigning champ it's built on the stories they've been telling all year long Mm. it's built on the guys they've spent time building 
And that that's a testament to the company and the way they've fully grasped content kind of in the modern world, right? They went to the app real early and, mm -hmm. and they did that. Then obviously the Peacock thing. And I know the elephant in the room is like, they're trying to show all this off. You know, they're showing the car off. They're letting everybody know, like, there's 200 on the dash yeah. because they're trying to get that out of the garage. But it, it, it really shows their grasp of just how to get content over. And then that line of reality where they can say they're sending their guys to ESPN and they're sending their guys to all these companies and saying, like, yo, there's this really weird blur of I'm in kayfabe and then I'm talking like Joe, not Roman Reigns. And there's like and, – and they've grabbed that. They yeah. really – I know the, the the dirt on Vince, and I'm not like a Vince apologist, but I know the dirt on Vince forever was like he doesn't get it. But yeah. I feel like the last four or five years have showed he does truly understand his fan base more than anything, and the company in general, not just Vince. A lot of credit to Triple H, everybody else. Yeah. But they understand the fan base and how they're consuming it. I said uh, when I did the show last time, we're not supposed to consume wrestling like this, and I still believe that. Like, right. I shouldn't stay up at night and read rumors every night, but I do. Right. <laughs> but they know that we're doing that and they're like all right cool here we go boom we're rocking with all that stuff you like and the way they roll out the content the way they use socials the way they use youtube the, every outlet they have and i think it's a testament to that and then wrestlemania is a two-day thing now like two yeah. full wrestlemanias every year coachella. you know what I'm it, it's wrestling coachella you know what i mean and, and and to your point like i've always said this on the show that like even if you you can knock them but they have professionals working yeah with them on what to do a nick khan is not a it's not a, it's it's no slouch when he got signed that was in variety that was in a lot of places yeah. because he was the biggest guy over there and in, in the talent field and 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 really the multimedia field so like when you have professionals working you start to see the difference like i know a lot of people hated like the land of the death thing where they were doing the zombie match and when they did the rocks <laughs> egg thing i'm like they got bags for that they got yeah. bags for that and the future for them and I think in the foreseeable future, even if they sell the company, is partnerships. And we're seeing now mm -hmm. this year, there's a Cinnamon Toast Crunch partnership. Snickers is back. 2K is back. Like, they understand really the synergy between entertainment and what this is. And you could go get your pro wrestling somewhere else. But if you're looking for the, the big blockbuster John Wick MCU type shit, like, it's going to be in this company. And they really set that aside in, in this year for sure. The partnerships is a great point because it's one of those things where you look and go, shouldn't they have been doing this? And they kind of were, and they were selling actual products and they were doing, but to actually sponsor a match and say, this match is the such and such match, or this, right. you know, this segment is the such, that's a different thing, but it's really them embrace. I mean, it's like the tagline and it's what people go to, 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 to shit on them. Right. But it's really embracing the entertainment aspect of what they do. Right. It's them saying, yo, this is a TV show. And in TV shows, you have segments that are sponsored by such and such. And you have reality shows that offshoot and you have all this stuff. And, and it's fans going, it's a TV, show. it's a drama. It's, it's just really weird live soap opera, but you know what? I like it. So fuck it. I'm in. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and they're winning that. They're laughing about that to the bank. And, right. and I think that's the way they always should have went, and they finally did it. And, and you said um, that you're kind of casual. I, you're, you're not as casual as you think. Let's just be clear. <laughs> um, how have you felt about Triple H coming in um, and, and working the, with the product? One, one good point you raised was that these are all – everyone on this card are people that they've been working with for the whole year. And I didn't even realize that either. Was that, like, it's not really a lot of part-timers on this, on this card. Like, Logan – he got injured, but he was all all intents and purposes. He was not positioned as a part timer at, at that at this at this point last year. So, what 
like what, what have you felt about Triple H kind of mixing the real pro wrestling stuff with the entertainment and balancing that after Vince, you know, stepped down? It, you know, I like to be skeptic and be like, is this all Triple H? But so many people give him so much credit for all of the changes that happened, obviously, when Vince left, that you can't help but do it. And then what he did with NXT, you you know that he has a keen eye for this stuff. And and whatever you think about the talent he, he, he raises up or the guys he's brought back, the girls he's brought back, he clearly understands, like, the storytelling and the entertainment of this. And it is great. And I think the way he's gotten celebrities to kind of buy in and do longer programs too right. is huge, right? They're doing, they just announced bad bunnies coming back. And, yeah. and you know, with, with Logan, he bought in, like he sold him that. And that guy has so many things going on. I'm actually shocked. He's around as much as he is, but he clearly likes it. And I think that's the other part. Like he's found guys who like doing this stuff. Right. You talk about Ronda all you want. When they got Ronda to sign up, she signed up to be a week to week pro wrestler. I'm going to be on raw. I'm going to be on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. every week. And he did the same with Logan, and, and it's also when when Brock was the first one who was there and who, who had the belt and was, like, going away for months at a right. time, that was a huge risk. And they're doing it with Roman, and they're kind of, like, leaking out now that he's going to disappear for again for a while. And it's like they recalibrated what we think of a, of a wrestler, of a, of a pro wrestler, how often they're going to be there. And they're actually kind of taking back the territories. You know, we I might see Andre once. Mm -hmm. in three months and then he would go to the other territory and do a program and then and then he won't cycle back until then right and so they're like yo we're gonna trust our audience to know that like yo our champ still exists in the world and yeah. these other guys can do stuff too and when he comes back he's a big deal yeah and they're doing that with their other guys too they're they're cycling their their bigger stars and the logan thing fascinates me i mean i don't know if we're starting there but the logan thing fascinates hey, me because he's let's he's, start there <laughs> he's he's wild talented like i Look, he's one of those guys when we talk about it, we know he's problematic. He's this, he's all this stuff. He's <laughs> terrible white dude. I hate that he makes me like him. <laughs> I hate that he makes me like him. He cut this promo on Raw, right? And let's let's just start here. Like the Seth Rollins Logan Paul thing, I think just as a as a in a vacuum, as a match, we know after last year, Seth needed to have a big match. Because I feel like last year, if there was anybody that was hurt by the Roman Reigns thing, Seth Rollins was the guy that was hurt. He was a heel getting actual reactions. People wanted to cheer him. They were loving the work he was doing. To mm -hmm. me, this is the best character of his career. This is the best support he's gotten. He has done something that I feel as though no one since Roman has done, which is ironic because they're like, they're basically mirrors of each other at this point. He managed to come back from the Fiend thing. It took Seth so long to come back from that feud because no one took him seriously. And even in COVID era, people were still like, eh, but he was afraid of the Fiend. You know what I mean? He, he was he was in the corner. I was at that show when The Fiend came out and, and Seth was screaming and crying and shit. I was at that show and I said, I, they might have ruined this guy. It, it, it might be cooked. But he came back. He did the Cody match. He took a couple L's all last week. This or not, not, not last, last, last year. But this year, I feel like this is his redemption year where it's literally like you need to give him his props. So when we found out or we kind of guessed that it was going to be Logan Paul, we were like, yo, these two are kind of... They're also mirrors of each other in terms of athleticism, in terms of charisma, in terms of just the way that they work. I mean, we're looking at, in my opinion, Seth is kind of like, I won't say he's like the HBK alike because there's so many people in WWE that try to be HBK. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the closest guy to just that attitude of it. And then you have Logan Paul where like he cuts his promo on Monday. He understands crowd timing. He understands how to be a heel. He understands what, what to say, how to come out, who 
the guy with the prime sign. He shouted him out in the promo. Like it was all so seamless because he's an entertainment guy. And I love the I love to call this term. I get it from I got it from Cornette, which I told you he's my Joe Rogan. Celebrity wrestling. <laughs> we we're in the celebrity wrestling age, and this is the celebrity wrestling match. How like Mills? Like how big do you think it is that they actually trusted Seth finally with a celebrity match? I thought it was huge, man. I felt like he should have. This is something that's been coming for a long, long time. I felt like he should have at least. I mean, granted, Goldberg would have ran through him, but I feel like he should have got at least a Goldberg match, like a big marquee match at WrestleMania, something like that. But kind of going back to Logan Paul and touching on Logan Paul, you realize he's been affiliated with WWE for almost two years now. This stretches back to that first post pandemic WrestleMania where he was involved, ironically enough, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in their match. Yeah. You know, he comes back a year later. He has this tag team match with the Miz and he's going against, I believe it was the Mysterios. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's the cute. It's, it's cute. It's how you introduce people do the tag match. We've seen, you know, uh, um, Hulk Hogan and Jay Leno, Dennis Rodman and DDP. <laughs> like, you know, it's the cute way to introduce people into the thing. Oh, let's give him a tag match. They did it with Ronda, too, a couple of years ago at WrestleMania, too. But then he has this match against the Miz. And I'm real like. You, you watch that kind of like frog splash from the top rope through the table, and you're yeah. like, God oh, damn, wait, hold up. Wait, 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 wait a damn minute. With the phone. With the, no, no, no. He didn't do that yet. That was but then you move forward. He moves forward a couple months to this match with Roman Reigns. And everyone in their mama was like, Why is Roman Reigns facing Logan Paul? And granted, we had questions too. It didn't make sense. But you know what? The end result, I mean, Crown Jewel. That match was one of the best matches, one of the best performances. I say performances as well because, like, I want to shout him out individually. Roman Reigns is is a GOAT. One of the best performances. He tore shit in his knee (laughs) in that match and continued to go and then returned early. Yeah. (laughs) And Rumble. Yeah. Like, this man, it's, it's hard. Terrible white guy. (laughs) <laughs> but it's hard to root. Like, I'm like, damn, this he really like he really that guy. Like not, he really is. I remember the Japanese suicide forest. They got yeah. I mean, all this stuff. That. And we're just like, damn, but he, he might do the buckshot lariat better than Hangman Page himself. <laughs> that's his move, you know. I'm so like, that's his move, low key. So the match, the match with Roman, and we know what Roman is and what he represents, and we know it's gonna be a lot to beat him and 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 I thought it was going to be rock. I I still think there could be shenanigans and it eventually be rocking. But let's, like in that match, this it was like, right now. let's get this out the way right now, bands. Let's get this other way right now. All right. With the, with the publicity, the negative publicity that the rock has right now <laughs> and the brand that WWE is attempting to build, they do not want the rock to get booed at their biggest show of the year, just for appearing. I, I feel think- I feel like if it was him against Roman, Roman is just a better promo right now. Yeah. Let's just be clear. He's just a better promo. They would be cheering Roman because he's there to them every week. And the thing that's funny about Roman is that even if he's not there, the remnants of him are there. The Usos are there. Solo is there. Paul will show up. It's remnants of him that are just like, oh, he's connected to Roman. So he's here in spirit. That's what Brock didn't have. He didn't have a presence on the show every week because he didn't have like he didn't have like a Usos with him. But I look at the Rock thing, and I I was glad when those hit pieces came out <laughs> because I was, like, I was telling y'all 
that he's not coming to WrestleMania. And this is why, because Black Adam flopped. He got fired. He got fired from, from D.C. No one gets fired. Paul Rudd ain't getting fired. You <laughs> dog. The Rock got fired. So, like, they're probably, Lint Khan's probably looking at him like, listen, Rock, lay low for a little while. When Roman's, you know, when Roman's a baby face, you can come back as a heel because it'll be easier for people to boo you because they already don't like you anyway. They think you ruined Shazam. They think you ruined Black Adam. They think you ruined DC. Come back as that character. Come back as Hollywood Rock. So I had to interrupt you there. The Rock's never showing up. He's not showing up, bro. It's Cody's year, unfortunately. I'll say this. I'll say this. And part of this is his fault. But that AEW, that uh, A&E thing they did, him and Cena, that just dropped a few weeks back. And it went viral. I was like, what? was so positive Cena slanted. And, and part of it's the Rock's fault. I don't think he sat down, or if he did, he didn't. He didn't sit down for long. Cena did a lot of the talking for that show. Yeah, it was so Cena slant. I was shocked. I was shocked they buried Rock in the way they did. I was shocked they took the promo thing head on with the pin. I was shocked they did that much revealing of that. Now they gassed both of those matches a ton, and I love both those guys. Those are two of my favorites. <laughs> those matches they gassed nice. the hell out of both of those matches. <laughs> they they completely glossed over the injury, all of that. Yeah, but I was shocked, and I think. I think there's an understanding from all parties that what The Rock was at his height, it doesn't translate as much to now. It doesn't translate as much as there. There's like a Drake bar. It's like, uh, I wonder if the, they take the greats from the past in Paris. I wonder if they'd ever survive in this era. Where yeah. you take all your skeletons and mm. closet and all that shit. That's like Rock to me. And it's funny because when Stone Cold showed up last week, last year, he didn't say a word. He showed up, he wrestled real quick. That's- and it was like, boom, that works. You know what I mean? And I get why they're reluctant to dig in that well again because yeah. they can't have Stone Cold doing the same promo for three months leading up to a match with whomever, Bobby right. Lashley or whatever. But The Rock, like, when they did the Cena stuff, they they trotted him out every week and they said, let's have promos and let's do shit on the screen and let's do all this stuff. Yeah. And I, it just won't hit. I just thought, like, old carny wrestling fan brand <laughs> – like the real king of that family coming back and saying, yo, like the real tribal leader coming back and saying, boom, here we go. And then winning and then losing in SummerSlam or whatever. I'm like, that's the story. That's the story yeah. they would tell. You know what? It looked nicer last year, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it, it looked, looked nicer. great. It looked great. But then Cody caught fire. Logan Paul came in, who we're talking about now. Logan Paul yeah. came in. <laughs> like, again, it just, there's just, there there's, there's young energy out there. Yeah, and I yeah. think that there's just unless there's a need for the rock, I, I think that it will he his time, and this may be controversial, his time may be better suited against someone that isn't Roman Reigns. It may be to make somebody that isn't Roman. He's made already. Like I, I feel like yeah. that just it, it just wouldn't hit the same. But in terms of Seth and Logan, yeah, I want to circle back. So circling yeah. all that back to Logan and to the match with Roman, that's that's why for a split second I thought Logan could win. Like First off, it was an incredible match. One of the best matches I've seen in a long time. The modern yeah. era, whatever the era is called, and all that stuff. And it's a testament to Logan that he's able to reach that level. He's charismatic. He's athletic in the ring. He, you know, I don't know the work he puts in, but he clearly puts in a lot of work. He's clearly a fan HBK. of the HBK. art form. Like HBK trains him. When he gets in that moveset bag, I'm like, yo, what? And yeah. then he had the viral moment. That that was like on network television. Like people were showing that. You know, that's yeah. what you want when you have these matches. And so I'm like, when Roman loses, it has to be to somebody he can then feud with for a year or disappear for a year and come back and be like, now we're going to feud. And you ran the company for a year and this is, it's beef, right? Yeah. 
And I'm like, that's the kind of guy that they want to hand it to. He can carry matches. He, he can work on the mic. He can make you love him. He can make you hate him. He can do both. And he's a celebrity. Like He's a celebrity yeah. like Roman's a celebrity. And he can carry the brand in other places. It ain't like and, a David Arquette no. celebrity. It's like an actual, like, real life. Because the thing is, Logan Paul and David Arquette, I, I hate to even compare the two because Logan is just so much better than David Arquette ever was. <laughs> But I, I think that in a way, yeah, like there was an idea that like, again, this could have been his Floyd Mayweather where it was like, oh, he's going to he's going to shock the world. And, mm. and I think that, you know, after that, everyone kind of bought in. But I, my issue was don't make him a baby face. So now with the Seth program, yep. you have the perfect person to turn Seth back into a hot, red hot baby face right next to Cody, wherever Cody lands after Mania. And now you have a match where these two can go at it and I think have. Maybe on night one, it is it is confirmed April first. It will be on it will be on night one. Seth is Mister Night One in my yeah. eyes. He's Mister Night One. He had the Cesaro match. He had the Cody match. He's got this match. I think it has a potential. This of anything we're talking about, this has a potential to be the match of the weekend. Potentially, I don't know what Cody's gonna pull out. He might do five crossroads in a row. He's not <laughs> on the wrist. <laughs> But I think this might be it. And I think, honestly, it's about time. It's time somebody put Logan in his place. I know he's got a pretty, a pretty shitty win-loss record, but I don't think that April 1st is going to be his day. I think Seth Rollins is going to win this match. Where you at, Where you at Mills? <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute. My bad, my bad. I don't know. <laughs> Logan is pretty good. Like... <laughs> Seth is taking too many L's, man. I think they're trying to build. That's the thing. Like he's still, he's still Seth. He's been taking L's the entire year. Um, gosh, listen, man. The worst thing they do is the the best thing they can maybe do is have Logan win, and then run this back in Puerto Rico so everyone can boo him there. Oh, okay. I did not think that. <laughs> I did not. Man think. is Here's the most hated team. man in Puerto Rico. One of the most hated men. Which currently they're gonna try to. They're gonna throw blades in the ring. They're gonna fucking throw glass <laughs> in the ring. Do that. But I was thinking Jake is definitely gonna come out, right? Jake is definitely gonna try. To. To. Yeah. And I to. think that if you do do Puerto Rico, I still think that's gonna win. You could do a tag match and we could have someone with Seth. Against, I mean, I mean, let's say Cody does beat Roman, you could do Seth and 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 Cody teaming up against the Paul brothers. That is must see shit right there. The only thing is, is that I don't know. We don't know if Jake has ever trained. We don't know if he's like training. I know that there was rumors that he was there with Logan while they were training, but this guy's doing boxing training for most of the year, so you, you never know. I'm I'm gonna go with Logan. I'm gonna go with Logan. Wow. Man, I'm gonna. What you got? I'm going to go with Logan, too. I, I think the right call is, like, the super heel finish. Like, he needs to really cheat to win. He needs to do something evil or whatever. Like, booze are the new cheers. Like, if you make him the biggest heel, he, he's he's one of your biggest stars in company. And I think that's exactly what they need from him. I, so, have him beat Seth. You, you keep Seth hot by it being some crazy cheat. And he enters whatever program he enters afterwards. But I got to do – you got to do the punch kick out. That is important. He's knocked Seth out two times already. Yeah. Do that moment in the match and have him kick out. The crowd is going to go fucking crazy when that happens. Maybe he gets brass knuckles from, from his brother. Who knows? But there's definitely going to be some BS. I think the Miz will get involved too. 
Honestly, if it was, if it was, if it's Seth and Miz versus the Paul brothers, what you thinking, Mills? That ain't happening. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. But I don't think that's happening. But I could see the Miz getting involved. But yeah, I don't think it's happening. I think Logan walks away with this. I think it's an amazing, athletic ass match. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and we see some things like these. This is some like street fighter shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like like he's Vega, like Logan's Vega, and who would be fucking Seth? Like Ryu? I don't know. Like it, it feels like some street fighter shit to me. Seth is Ken for sure. And and uh, Logan is the new guy from Street Fighter 6, Luke. If you play Street Fighter 6. <laughs> <laughs> um, next match. I'm gonna call this next match the it's not gonna work for me, brother match. <laughs> uh, we're going with to Brock Lesnar versus Omos and there's a lot of backstory a lot of finagling that has happened to have this match go on so mid-February last month Bray Wyatt comes out and says whoever wins the match between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar I got next and I said that's interesting that you would say this on a Friday right before Elimination Chamber but let's see what happens Elimination Chamber happens Brock Lesnar is about to lose the match, hits Bobby Lashley with a low blow, and immediately shuttles Bobby Lashley into the, Brock, the, the Bray Wyatt program. And I said, hmm, I guess, Bob, I guess Brock did not want to work with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so you leave Brock with nothing to do, and you leave Bobby Lashley with Bray Wyatt. So for the last couple of weeks, maybe six weeks now, we've mm-hmm. had two guys orbiting, not sure what to do, Bobby is not on the card at this point. At the, at the time of this recording, Bobby Lashley is not on the card. And Bray Wyatt will more than likely not be on the card for some unresolved reason. And Brock Lesnar gets Omos. Initially, <clears throat> it's been reported that Bobby that, that Brock wanted Omos. That he asked for Omos because he didn't want to work with any anybody else. He didn't want to work with Gunther, which we thought was going to be the natural program for Brock this year. But he didn't want it. And he wanted to work with Omos. Initially, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Number one, Brock, you're t- come on, like get over the Bray shit. He, this is the second time he's ducked the Bray match in his career <laughs> for Mania, <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, did he ended up with Dean Ambrose? The first time he, he did, did. but yeah. as, the, as the kid, as the kids would say, bad for business. You bad know what I'm saying? Plays <laughs> because that match was fucking ass, and now yeah. you against Omos. And again, at first I was like, ah. and then they did that segment where he pulled the fist out. And then he put it in front of Brock's face. And that shit got over 5 million views or something like that on YouTube. And I said, people actually want to see this. And I understand why. Because, again, it is Brock Lesnar in an unfamiliar space with an unfamiliar uh, uh, opponent that is not Roman. It's not one of these, these small guys he can toss around. It's with Omos, somebody who, even though he doesn't win big matches often, he's someone who is still an attraction. And I feel as though Triple H has been smart to use him that way. Yeah, it's the it's the larger than life attitude, larger than life brand that WWE has kind of built itself on. I mean, by nature of this working with the crowd is because the people have been conditioned over the last 30, 40, 50 years that these big men are attractions and these big men have these big matches. I mean, you go through the history with Andre, uh, Big Show, Undertaker, Kane, Braun, everybody like these big men have these big attraction matches. And this is the first time Brock Lesnar's in this kind of role. Um, you know, it's going to be a match. And you know what? It's going to be Brock's. It, I feel like this is Brock's, uh, 
this is his best bet for the weekend. He's like, I can get in. I can maybe fly in Saturday morning. <laughs> um, depending on which this day is, maybe I'll fly in Sunday morning. I don't. You don't need to catch me at the Hall of Fame. I can get this match over with. I can do my stretches and stuff. This match going to be six minutes, seven minutes tops. <laughs> and then I'm out of there. Or get maybe paid. I'm back to the hotel. Get paid $2 million to show up. <laughs> Six minute match. He's gonna say, "Listen, kid, I'm gonna give you six German suplexes. Gonna try and F five you. Hurt my back. You're gonna give me the choke bomb. I'm gonna kick out. You're gonna give me three more. I'm gonna kick out. And I'm finally gonna give you the F five, and I win, and I'm out. How about that? And then that's literally all he's gonna do. <laughs> like this man and enjoy knows- the rest of the weekend. He's like, "Yo, where's the open bar? <laughs> yeah, he knows how to make money. Bands, what do you think about this match? I mean, we can see the match right now. You just, you just said it. Like he's, he's gonna spend X amount of." four minutes trying to pick him up on his shoulders and he's going to finally get the F5 after he kicks out a couple times and it's going to be a match but you guys are right like the fabric of the of wrestling as we know it it's built on this really gigantic human right yeah that's the attraction the really gigantic human and the other less gigantic human beating him somehow right this is yeah. the greatest story of all time Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant and that's how they built this company that's how they built this event and so they're going to lean into that. And we're going to spend five minutes watching him trying to pick him up. And he's going to eventually hit that five. And he's going to win the match. And he's going to go back to the jet. And he's out of there. You know, exactly how he wants to. Yeah. And so it's going to, they're going to have 10 minutes of screen time total. Entrance, match, leaving, everything. And so it's going to be a match. It's going to be, when he picks him up and he does this shit, he might mess around and do it twice. Right. We're, we're, we're going to be amazed. The crowd's going to be amazed. Everybody's going to cheer. And, and, that's what it is. It's an attraction match. So Brock's obviously going to win. Like this isn't how he goes away for a year. He's going to obviously win, but it's 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 fine. It's, it, it'll be you know first two hours and and the day the, it'll be daylight out still. It'll be so. You know? The rumor is is that Brock is done after Mania. His contract's up. It's been a very fast two years. He came back at uh, 2021 SummerSlam. Um, we, we always knew it was a two-year deal we all, or, or, or some sort of two-year, one-and-a-half-year deal. It's up now. But, it, I mean, does he come back? Is he going to take an extended amount? I, I honestly am at the point where I feel as though I love Brock Lesnar, but if he's not at a point where he wants to start putting guys over and he wants to start making guys the same way Kurt Angle did, the same way Randy Orton started to do it, the same way Cena started to do it, if he's not going to be at that point, then I don't think that there's any need for him in the company. I know that he's probably closer to Vince also. I think that might be another issue too, is that he's a Vince guy through and through. He loves Vince McMahon, period. I don't think him and Triple H have that relationship. I just don't. I, I think that Triple H, they probably see each other, nod heads, Triple H tells him what to do and he goes out there. <laughs> but with Vince, that's like a father-son relationship between those two. And I think that if this is a company that Brock feels as though has passed them by because you're getting Gargano's on the TV and you're getting Finn Balor's on the TV and there's really not a lot of big guys on the TV. Then I feel like he might be like no country for old men. He feels like he's in a in a in an era that doesn't really need his his type of cowboys, ironically anymore. I love Brock. I kind of we just said the same stuff about the Rock. Like I I look at him and I go, does this even work anymore? How long are we getting the rub of? He actually won the UFC heavyweight title. Now that's a real accomplishment. He did it, and there's no slouch for that shit. Yeah. But how often do we? How often? How long does that last? As we watch him walk in and be this big ass dude, and go, man, he's he's really that's a that's a bad motherfucker or whatever they think we're thinking in our heads. And so, 
you know, he clearly has no willingness to work long programs. He really put guys over. You unless know what I mean? Holman. Unless right. he's Holman, he don't want to really work no other programs. He, he, he did the – he broke the streak. Like, I'm not sure what's left for him to do mm -hmm. other than be this random man. In order to be there, he's going to have to go away for some time. You know, like he doesn't even want to come out and talk Like he, since he came back. So he has a weird place in history to me because I look back and he was full-time wrestler Brock and they they gave, they shot him to the moon. He handled it. He did it right. And he made the transition to other stuff. And he was all that stuff. He took all the risks. He did all the things. This like second half of his career where he's the part-time guy, he's kind of like the first part-time guy. He's passing zero. It's like – you know, it's hit or miss for me. And, and the ways they had to have him lose, you know, when, when you do the money in the bank and you get the wrong win, like, just the ways they had to, the convoluted way. They literally had to put a ring on him with the bulldozer <laughs> to beat him. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. How am I supposed okay. to believe Omos is going to pin him if yeah. a bulldozer? <laughs> so it's well, like, he's probably going to win because Roman been beating his ass for the last, like, year and a half, two years yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so it's like I, I'm not sure what use we have of Brock anymore. And it's like it's fine. I'm sure he has great other shit he can do. You know, he probably wants to do other stuff at this point. Let him go away for a while. Let Gunter build up his resume a little bit more, and let's revisit this next year in Philly and see if that's if that's something that, that's interested to him. Uh, but we're gonna get a little personal with this next one. This is one. <laughs> this is a match <clears throat> that's been being built since last September. I think mm. this is the longest build to the match in on the card this year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, I'm talking about the Mysterio powers collide. Rey Mysterio mm -hmm. versus Dominic Mysterio. Let's just, let's just stop the cap right now. We're recording this on the day that they're probably going to announce the match, so we're already going to put it up there. It's going to happen. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it is. You know it's going to happen, but it's... It, I couldn't imagine... In any eternity, I mean, this is the only place it could happen. WWE, but I can't imagine fighting my dad at any. My dad, my ass. To be honest <laughs> with you, I can't imagine me getting away. I mean, this has been built up through like all these online segments. Man comes up and interrupts, brings his girlfriend to Thanksgiving, and like you know messes it up. Bring his girlfriend to Christmas, gets locked up. You know they call the police on him. I'm like, damn, this is real like family. Like I've seen this. They treated Rhea like he was bringing Black China home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, her out the house. I'm like, damn, this is a former NXT champion, bro. Like, what, what you do? Uh, yo, That's I'm cool. like, he's, I'm like, he's dating up. Like, I'm getting proud of my son. He brings, he brings her home. Like, <laughs> like, damn, what the fuck? But no, like, I think that, I, I think that you know. What what is really cool about this is that it coincides with a an announcement that none of us expected. It was not rumored. It was not leaked. Nobody had a clue that Ray was going into the Hall of Fame. And like I almost in a way feel like this shit is like almost a work. Like it doesn't feel like he's going to the Hall of Fame. It feels like the Hall of Fame is the story and not him I, going to the Hall of Fame. You know, I would like him not to get beat up during this Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> <laughs> just because that's not like in years and years of doing Hall of Fame speeches. I mean, there's probably been one person who's got, and it was not even someone tried to tackle Bret Hart, and the rest of the roster came and beat them, beat that boy up. Um, but I would hope it doesn't spring in this. Do it afterwards. Do it afterwards or something. Like, film it for dot com. Do something afterwards. But I would rather Ray Mysterio get through a speech. 
talk all, all those things. But this program, I, you know, it's like a little bit reminiscent of the old like Undertaker Kane thing. Like I will not fight my brother type of deal. Um, I will not fight my son. I'm glad Rey Mysterio is that kind of dad. I don't want to fight my son, even though my son wants to fight me. But I'm pretty sure even when push Man. comes to shove. Go ahead. Vince, if your son, you know I was coming. You know I was coming with this. <laughs> your son, handsome guy. If your son came up and said, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's squabble on the biggest stage of the year. WrestleMania. <laughs> and Yo. you never anything you were all you were all the way hanging with KD you're at the games <laughs> I had to go through birthday, Christmases without you are you are you scoring up right away or are you are you are you doing what Ray does and said I can't I can't fight my son man I can't do it I'm definitely on Ray's arm it's such a funny pro like like you said only in wrestling right only only yeah. this company only for this event could this happen but like you know, that's the story of the match, too, right, when they do it. Like, he doesn't want to go too hard, right? He doesn't want to, like, whoop his son's ass, and then maybe he just has to. Or maybe he loses because of that. I thought he was going to lose uh, until he essentially came out. The rumors come out. Like, the Hall of Fame story comes out. Then the subsequent leak is that, oh, he's not retiring yet, but he's thinking about it. He was going to retire, but yeah. now he's going to keep going. So I'm like, yo, this is fire as a retirement match. Nobody ever retires, but your son, you put your son over your last match, you're out. Yeah. I, I, that's the big the big moment in this match is and, and like and I think we could all agree here is when Ray finally puts his hands on Dominic. They should yeah. hold off on it if they if they can. I think this is the one match they don't need the the brawl. You know what I mean? Before before the, the thing, like if they can hold off on it until Ray finally like hulks up and fights him at the day of the match. I think you got maybe a top three pop of the night. Like, yeah. I, I, oh yeah, night is on. Like, he, I think people are waiting for Ray to fight back for Dom or fight back against Dom. And, and I think that again, that's going to be one of the biggest stories of the matches: is can Ray pull the trigger when it's time and put his can son? He, can he six one nine his son? Exactly. And I, <laughs> as his son is laying on the ropes and he's looking at him from afar, can he say? You I'm gonna swing it. around and kick that motherfucker. You see <laughs> flashes, you see it flashes, a da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all this other stuff in that. You like... can see it now, right? You can see the buildup as they're sitting in the ring, and and like you know, Dominic tacks him, and he slides out. And he's like, yeah. no, I won't do this shit." And yeah. he gets back in, and he, maybe he tries to lock him because no, 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 I won't do it. I won't mm -hmm. do it. And, and, and finally, he kicks out of a pin or something. And he just whoops his ass. Like, you can yeah. see it, and you like you said. Big, like might be the biggest pop of the night. It, it, you know, it's one of the biggest ones of the weekend. But as soon as he starts whooping his ass, boom, it's a match. And it's, it's going to be way different. And it's – I'm excited to see it. Like, we all grew up with Rey Mysterio, right? And he's still got that little aura to him. And, and I just watched him cussing out some dudes at the airport about his autograph. And it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and it's like, yo, like, leave Rey Mysterio alone. He's, he's a fucking legend. Leave him alone. So I'm happy he – they're finally getting this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it was an idea for so long. Like, right. we're good, we do it, we do it. I'm happy he's finally getting this because he's definitely faded back to the background over the last few years. Uh, but he, it, Ray has to win, right? Like, that's the story of this, right? I, he has to overcome the evil and, and no put his one, son back in his place. No one has actually put Dom in his place. And I think right. that's the key is that no one's actually, like, legitimately beating him up, but they've no one's ever, like, beaten him. Yeah, so 
you could go two ways here. You got another pay-per-view in May. You got you got Puerto Rico. They love Ray there. That's why I'm not yeah. really I'm not too keen on thinking that he's gonna he's gonna stop here. Maybe next year he'll stop. But um, I would say you could have Ray win here and they could do it again in Puerto Rico, or you could have Ray lose here and they could do it again in Puerto Rico and they could do a fucking uh, I quit match or something like that. I or yeah. our mask versus hair match, which is popular <laughs> over you know what I'm saying? Like you could yeah. re- realistically do those two things because Dom is growing out his hair. His hair is yeah. really long now. And I think like Dom say, I beat you, but I want the mask. You know what I'm saying? Or 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 he could say, You you didn't beat me for real. I want your mask and I and I'll put my hair on the line. It's one of the oldest kind of Mexican traditions in 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 matches. And I think that like you get this first match out the way, see what Dom can do, and you build on that. So I think either way, you're getting a rematch. I, I just don't think Ray hangs it up um in uh, in in LA, but I'll go out on a limb and I'll say Ray probably wins this match. And I would say that if Ray's done. We'll have this conversation in May on what I think will happen with Ray. Then you sold me on hair versus match, by the way. I'm in. I'm all. I need it. Yeah, no, no, no. I need that too. But I think, I think Dom is gonna win. I kind okay. of feel like this is the big win. If you ever wanted to solidify him as any, you're gonna have you know Dominic Mysterio at this point moving forward probably longer than Ray Mysterio for sure. So if there's any point you wanted to solidify him as an actual talent, give him a WrestleMania moment that he can remember, because this is definitely a WrestleMania moment. You do this on this biggest stage. I think Ray can get his win back. And then third match, we get the hair versus a uh, mask match. But I really think like, I think Dom needs this moment. I think it's so easy to take advantage of your father's feelings at this point. Right. Um, if it's continue, because this reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever, Vance, have you ever watched WrestleMania 17, Vince McMahon versus Shane McMahon? <laughs> I have before, not recently, but I have. Obviously. Well, go back, go back and check it I out. I will do it. It's a, it's a doozy. Like there's uh, adultery involved, <laughs> um, comatose, comatose uh, spouses, you know, daughters, sons, McFoley, everybody of the fact. I'm not sure. This sounds like things. WrestleMania 17 content. This sounds yeah. exactly <laughs> like what I thought WrestleMania 17 would be. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do all of the Gaga for it, but I do feel like we're in the first. We're still in the first act of first this phase, thing. which is yeah, crazy yeah. because this has been going on since. Yeah. September. So I guess yeah. after the match, we're going in the we're going into act two of where yeah. does we go after this? And if Dom wins, he does get that. I beat my dad, I beat the legend, I beat a Hall of Famer, and you get that shit in and grin because in my opinion, I second feel- tear drop on his eye. You know what I'm saying? Put a second one. Yeah. <laughs> Mama gonna be there though. In one of these <laughs> matches, Mama Mysterio is gonna be there. And I think that's yeah. gonna be the one that's 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 gonna that's gonna hurt. But speaking of personal, lastly, the last match on the on the big time Hollywood celebrity wrestling docket. Uh, John Cena, the Destroyer versus Austin Theory. And before we get to this match, I, I want I want to hear is this. From you is for the U.S. Championship, right? It is for the U.S. Championship. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to hear from you two. Did Austin Theory get buried by John Cena? And is he buried? And is he worth? Here's my thing with Austin Theory. They've said his career has been over three times this year, and every time they say his career is over, he manages to come back even stronger and even better. I'm not sold, particularly really sold on him in ring, but I, I don't think he was buried by John Cena uh, a month ago. What do you guys think? I, I'm with you. Like, I don't think he can get buried. Like, to me, he almost got Roman Reigns in that we all knew Vince loved him 
Vince yeah. was literally on screen saying how much he loved him and giving him all these great things. And then and everybody's like groaning, but he made it through that. So like, I don't think he can get buried. I think look, John telling him how it is and shitting on him. And that's a good program. That's like, we'll talk about who can win this match, but he shouldn't drop the title. Like th that shouldn't be the point of John Cena coming here. It, even if he does, it, if it's a great match with John Cena, it's like, yo, he, he did a program with John Cena. It was a great match, and there's rub from that that he can carry on to whatever's next one. So, no, I don't think he's buried. I, I think the fact that he got through the Vince like bro love affair that was when he was buried. So now he's he's come out better for it. I, again, I'm not like the greatest fan of him either. I'm kind of with you. Like, I think there's a place for him. I don't think he's the next John Cena. But like, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I don't think he's buried. I, I think he needs to kind of get shit on by John like that. We, we can talk about Cena too. Like, I feel like that's got to be the point of Cena going forward as he comes back. Like, he needs to be kind of a douche and say, yo, I'm like the shit. You guys are trying to, you know, <laughs> he became what he said The Rock was and he needs to lean in that now. Like, he needs to. Yeah. 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 I, th I think, first of all, I can see why people aren't. It, Austin Theory is, while I do think he's good and I think he's talented and he's very, very young, he's kind of like really the same muscly white guy that they've been trying to sell for like 20 years. Maybe longer. Um, but I think he isn't buried for the fact that this ad, this continues to add fuel to his fire. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem as a character that he takes this and he kind of just like completely dwells on it in this situation. It only adds more so Austin Theory can come back and when he wins, give you a big fuck you. Yeah. I mean, that's really, at the end of the day, what these kind of segments and what these moments are. And you want to maximize the John Cena moment. As much as uh, he's there, um, you want him to have this promo. You want that to go viral. You don't necessarily want to see John Cena and the first time he comes back and get his ass beat by some kid. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Let him do what he does. He, he scorched him on the mic. I think Austin Theory in real time realized how much of a distance there is between him and him. He got off like the ball spot joke, and it was like, nigga, I got more and I got more in the I got a couple more, baby. This nigga seen it turn around and said, and I was like, Yeah, I was like, damn, you can't you can't shake him. He's John Cena, you know what I'm saying? He's been around, he's an institution. He was like, Yes, I got a ball spot. And he's the he's the type of goofball who will pat his ball spot and be like, Yes, it's there. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta go at it a little extra with John Cena. And I think um, the way you do that is to elevate your game. And I think that's what this match is. I mean, this match is, is it's been a long time in the making. Um, it's a, it's a far cry and it's a, it's a very far cry from last year's match, which was um, him versus Pat McAfee. Um, and I show, and I think this is like the, the continued elevation of Austin theory. He didn't get to cash in money in a bank. He, Again, this is all adding fuel to the fire. Like all of this is adding fuel to that moment, that Miz moment, Miz wins WWE Championship. He was never supposed to win it. No one likes him. He yeah. was always shitted on this entire time. And now he's done it so he can give a big fuck you to everybody that's there. I think that's what we're building towards. I I I I agree. Um, I think Austin has a he's so young. He's so young, bro. Like he still has so many years to go. He's he's kind of like and again people people when he came in he got a lot of labels he got the Randy Orton label he got the John Cena label he had that look he still has that look um, I I think that in order for him to break that the talk and for him to be the Austin Theory not the next J, the next John Cena the next Randy Orton the next whoever the next muscly white guy as Mill yeah. said 
he has to do this match and he has to show why he's different. You need a new finisher, brother. You need a new, you need a new everything. You know what I mean? You need a new look to to go with that because right now he has that title, and I don't really believe in the title. You know what I mean? I believe it could it could be better served for somebody else. Like if you want to make him a main event guy in a in a in a, in a championship guy like a Cody, then I need to we need to see something in this match with John Cena. And I know John Cena's best days are or or you know are far 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 away from him at this point. I'm not expecting a. Cena versus AJ Styles here. I'm not, I, I just don't think it's going to be possible. But what I, I am expecting is for Austin to up his storytelling game because he's never been able to tell a story in the ring the way John Cena can get that story out of him. And in terms of a winner, Cena ain't taking his title to no damn red carpets. And that, that boy is filming right now <laughs> a movie. So I think he loses here. But I think that the one thing people hang up have a hang up over is John Cena saying, you could beat me at WrestleMania, and I'll probably be the worst thing for your career. So I'm, wa- I'm wondering what creative has for him if they have him um, win this match. And it can't be Bobby Lashley again. It can't be anything else again. It has to be something substantial. John Cena an asshole for saying that because why would you? Damn, <laughs> <laughs> that means like. Because he's not gonna get Cody. Well, right? he's supposed to lose. Like, <laughs> he's supposed to lose. Like, would that be the worst? Would it be better to lose? <sighs> I, mean, I actually, I actually think he's in a great spot. And the age thing is a great point. And he, he, what's the old development spot? The old OVW is that what it, he looks yeah, like he's straight yeah. out of that? Like he does. Like he's still developing. And I think wherever they go, like he here, this feels like the spot in the docks. We watched the doc in 10 years. It's like, I still hadn't found my character yet. I still hadn't yeah. found, like, <laughs> I had to put the real me in it and, like, really, like, lean into that. And, like, this is, like, episode, it's, like, the first 30 minutes, which is crazy because he's he's fucking been on the main stage for so long now. Right. But I think it could go both ways because him losing could turn, in, turn him into an entirely different guy, right, and it could really drag him down and make him evil or whatever it turns him into be. It's beyond just chicken shit heel, right? Yeah, him winning and he has to get some rub off that. They had to do something with that belt. He's one of the guys who he's really hurting from the the universal belt. Like if there was two belts, there would be way more room for him to do some shit. He he, him and Cody would make sense for a belt. Like there's a lot of guys that would make sense. He he might have actually cashed in and won if there were two yeah, belts. Exactly, right? and so that's what happens when you have you know Roman Reigns and he's 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 reigning reigning over everything. No pun. And and there's we have to find the right guy to beat him and and. And, and all that, but I, I think he's he, he has to win because, like you said, Cena's not going to run around that belt. I, I, the the match, the whole match is the story they tell, and what he has to happen for him to win. You know what I mean? Right. Is is Cena going to put him over after? Or are they going to do the handshake and the, all the shit? Or is he going to go like super heel? Because everybody loves John Cena now. We were all indifferent on John Cena for two decades. Yeah, and now he's peacemaker. He's all this shit. He's this funny dude. He's like. Yeah. He finally like did what we said. Like he didn't go heel, but he was like, "I'm the guy. Yeah, like this is yeah. me." You know what I mean? He's gonna do and, it his way. Yeah, he's like he finally put the real him in the character. Like we were saying. <laughs> so him like really going crazy on John Cena. Maybe that's the way he does it. Maybe he does some shit and just beats the shit out of him with a chair or whatever, and he wins. It's getting. Um, it's getting. The thing about this show is that there's there's a very there's a big lack of stipulation, and I guess you have a fucking show there where there's going to be a hell in a cell. You kind of have to do that. Um, but I feel like this could have had a really cool stipulation too. But it's giving HBK Jericho at WrestleMania 19. 
and I'm hoping that they can kind of Cena can play the hits and theory can kind of work from under and then kind of find some some way to to win this win this match. I know that the Jericho lost that match between the HBK, but I think theory will will definitely come out on top here. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't. Do you think you guys think this is night one or night two? The Cena got to get out of there. Or is, he, or is he chilling in LA for a couple of days? <laughs> I think night two, just because, like it seems like night one is loaded already. They need let's keep guys around for. The, my thing with this is. If we knew that Cena could stick around for a little bit more of this, it, yeah. would, it would it would give me way more intrigue about how this goes. Right. Yeah. Because if he could lose the belt, if he could get the belt and hot side it right back, that'd be way different. Yeah. And it might help. I, I, you, I, I don't know. Cena but wins, don't what if know. Cena wins and he puts the belt up for an open challenge on Monday? And that's how you get the belt off of him. That's Cena's going to be on Raw. That's automatic. Okay, got to watch. Cody and or Roman, Cody or Roman have won the title. They're going to talk on Raw. That's Cena, the winner of the, the main event. That's whoever else is coming. Logan Paul shows up, whatever. That would be, like, we, for all intents and purposes, if Cena did win and we're going into a Raw that could potentially, potentially be the biggest Raw of the year, I would. that's where I would be like, okay, I, I could see it. But to, for Cena to do that, he'd have to lose it to somebody that's debuting that could immediately go into facing Austin Theory and it can't be like a Gargano thing or or whatever. What what I'm wondering is that that goes to did they convince him to bump twice, right? Like yeah. Cena's a <laughs> lifer, but is he gonna bump two nights in a row? Uh, the one guy I think uh, that would kind of make sense if that's the that's the route they go, and they're bringing all their guys in that you know the Monday after WrestleMania, and they're bringing the NXT guys up, and they're doing the whole thing is the, the, the Steiner kid. Bring oh. him up, let him beat Brock, let him beat. Uh, Cena and, and and shoot him to the moon because they're not gonna slow walk him when they bring him up. Oh. Like he's gonna be right in the mix, and he should be. Yeah. He's fucking incredible. Bro, Maybe it's that. Braun. Yeah, you could do Braun. You could do Melo. These these are two. Uh, Braun is someone that I, I think Cena's. I love Melo too. Yeah. Yeah, like he he's he, I think he's posted Braun before or something on his on his Twitter or Instagram yeah. or something. Uh, you could do Gargano. He's posted him too. There's a lot of guys that could realistically go in there and be and be shot right into a feud with, with Theory for that title if you take it off with John Cena that day. Or you could just have Theory do an open challenge and then him get, you know, him get, he beat Cena already. He doesn't need a title. He beat Cena. You know what I mean? So we'll see. But that is, of course, all of the big main time, big time marquee matches. Vance, thank you so much. This has been amazing. We got an hour out of this. Just, just talking shit. Yo, you. I, I think I think you had 15 minutes in mind and then we started talking about rock and, and we didn't even sit on Bray Wyatt here like I wanted to like. <laughs> that was my whole motive was to come in here and say I wouldn't wrestle fucking Bray Wyatt either if I was a Brock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if be a bad wrestling fan, but I I I I absolutely despise not the human. I'm sure he's great. No, he, he's yeah. kind of not great either. He he got JoJo and she was like nice and mad and like he's kind of not a human either. But uh, I, I I despise everything that. Oh, and maybe it's because I'm not ten. Maybe it's because I'm not ten. I don't know. I'm it's the an entrance. It's the entrance. It's the, it's everything. You got. I love horror movies. So like that's that shit. I'm into that. But when right. the big the ring bell, you know, when when the ring bell goes off, it, you, he has to have a match. And I was I it, listen. Everyone's heard me say I'm willing to give him a chance if he can actually mm-hmm. do this. And he did not show us that. So I'm like I'm back on what I was on before he left. And now yeah. let's start again. Yeah, if you were a, a Bray Wyatt enjoyer, that would have hurt. That would hurt my soul a little bit. Exactly. I, I think they picked the wrong brother. I, 
<laughs> hey man, they both back. there. You just don't listen. Bo, listen, man, Bodas is there. Yeah, he's there. He, I think Bodas, he's happy. He's he is. I remember, I remember seeing he got a, he, yeah. So I remember he they were talking about he got a gig. Hey, like man. the, I, I just. I mean, we can talk to these guys all day, but I just never got it. Even in the very beginning, like with the lantern and the whole thing, I'm like, get in the ring. Like <laughs> you wrestle once. A, like, what is you? Who are like? I don't know. I I hope. Uh, I'm the guy that hopes Stone Cold and The Rock appear. By the way, like I I hope they both appear. I actually hope Rock is involved in the main event. I hope Cody goes over. Um, and you know, the Cody thing, and we're super tangent but the cody thing is crazy because he's always gonna have that shadow he's always gonna have that shadow of his dad and his brother did too he's always gonna have the shadow of his brother as well mm-hmm. but that fucking match with his torn peck and like you know the way going back to the docks when the guys leave and they make something to themselves and they come yeah. back and vince yeah. is like that's what you had to do you're i fucking yeah, yeah. told you he, like he really did it like he really went left did the thing Seen the grass was in his green over there, came back, and I think it's his time. But like, I, I hope Stone Cold's there, I hope the Rock's there, I hope Taker does some cool shit. I, I'm with you, Mel's. Like, I hope they don't fuck up the Hall of Fame thing because then it sets like a really weird precedence of guys getting beat up, and now it's a whole different show. The thing is, is that Ray can't realistically shout his son out now because his son's gonna get booed. <laughs> it's gonna, it's, it's, hey man, you shout his son out. You, if you put over his son at WrestleMania, you gotta give him a damn shout out. You know, what I'm right. Saying? They got money together. That's how you do it. Family business. That's true. But, um, got his son a mania bag twice. Brother. Twice. That's crazy. I, I, I say all that to say I'm really excited about the event, and I appreciate you guys having me on here. And like, I feel like these days I read and watch YouTube clips way more than I actually watch the shows. <laughs> but Fair there's like this, <laughs> there's this deep burning like desire to follow this shit that I will never be able to shake. So I'm excited for the weekend. And uh, I'm excited to hear the show. I'm excited to hear what you guys put together because yeah, this oh. is my favorite wrestling pod. So appreciate hey, y'all having me. That's a, that's a huge. Hey, I gotta drop the flex bomb for you now. Yeah, I want to come back when it's time to talk Phil. Like whatever he does, we still don't know what he's doing. But when it's time when, to talk Phil, bring me back. When we figure out what he's doing with AEW, whether he returns or not, you're gonna be the first person I call a band. So, oh man, we're we're cannot wait. Episode, I so. cannot wait to put CM Punk over, even though he's a <laughs> terrible fucking person. <laughs> hey, everyone, follow Benz at, at Bansky on Twitter if Twitter is still still fucking around by the time this fucking episode comes out. Uh, we're losing our verified checks, Benz. It's been a good run. I don't want it no more. Keep, keep it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram one, too. Take that one. I don't want that So, uh, thank you guys for, for listening. We'll be right back on the WrestleMania Prediction Party on the X It's no surprise, can't look me in my eyes They wanna see me fall, cause they know I'm on the rise It's a vibe all the All right, y'all. Welcome back to our WrestleMania prediction party. Biggest party of the year. Biggest show of the year on the A-Show. Of course, I am Jake Five here with Meals, and we have a special guest. 
here. And, and, and this is somebody that we wanted on the show for a really long time. I actually met her. Shit, was it two years ago I met her at a SmackDown, SmackDown event? I know she was like, who the fuck is this? But then it was, we, <laughs> it, it's been all love since then. It's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. I just I, I lurk now. So like I'm, I'm usually just like, oh, yeah, that's that's fucking hilarious. But somebody who is who is outspoken, has a really great mind for this for this stuff. And, and somebody whose opinion that I value was really, really highly the one and only Cam. What's going on, girl? Yes. Finally made it. Made yeah. it to the A. Supports local wrestling too. Like you be out here, like for real, for real. Out here, yeah. Spending way too much money, but having a blast. <laughs> I haven't actually been to um a P a PCW Ultra show out here. Um, I I really want to go to one of those uh, real soon. Like they look really really fun. That's one I haven't been to yet. That's yeah. on my list though. So definitely have to make it out to one of those. Have soon. you ever? Did you ever go to the receipt of PDG, PWGs? I didn't go to Bola okay. this year. I was supposed to, but I went to um, their show in November. Okay. Did you, go really to the ones in, did you go to the ones in Reseda or you just been to the ones oh. at, the, at the Globe? No, just at the Globe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to, I'm trying to see if like we had ever like, like, Cross, like cross paths without knowing. Yeah. Cause like I yeah. used to go to PWG when it was still at the, at the, uh, that small ass <laughs> place. I loved it there though, but, yeah. but obviously the globe is like a bigger, better place. I just hate the, like if you're sitting in the back of the globe, you're not seeing shit at all. You're not seeing shit. And the lighting is still kind of weird no yeah. matter where you're sitting, but it is a really dope venue. Yeah. I, I like I it. Like I got I to make it out to PWG event uh, pretty soon, but we are here to talk about the women's matches on WrestleMania night one, night two, we don't know yet. We're recording this, so if you're, you know, if they've announced it by the time you've heard this, we didn't know we recorded this. It's all WrestleMania at this point. It's all yeah. kosher. It's all copacetic. Everyone's got a place on the card. I feel like they're giving everybody a place on this card, so there's nothing to worry about at this point. They're trying to, and also if if can I can I let them on behind the scenes of how we're recording this, or no? You just want to you just. No. You just want me to have different outfits every time I'm wearing Yes. Rich. Yes. Wealthy. Of course. So we're for sure going to be having different outfits going around for the next couple of segments. I don't know where Mills is going to place this, but if you're watching on video, welcome to YouTube. What's what's going on, y'all? Like, subscribe, comment, all of that stuff. But what match wait, are we going to talk about first, huh? Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, I want to know, Cam, how did you get into wrestling? Because usually we do this for our first time guests. How did you get into wrestling? What was like your introduction? How old were you? Like, what's the what's the background story? What's the villain origin story? All right. This is a fun story. I started watching wrestling when I was five. I actually, my dad was really into wrestling and he was just watching it one day and going in, trying to bother him, whatever he was doing. I caught it on TV and I was, it's funny because it was actually Umaga's debut on wow. raw that was my very first introduction to wrestling so you have this big dude all his face paint on coming out and five-year-old me was like i don't know what the fuck this is but i'm into it yeah. he came out beat the shit out of rick flair and since then i've been a fan <laughs> I, I, I think that like what's really cool is that there are like there are very few fans that i that i've ever met that like Falling for wrestling due to a baby face. It's always been like this big bad heel. Like my introduction was like Razor Ramon. It was like, yeah. I was like oh, I, I fuck a Razor Ramon off top. He's beating niggas up. He's he's you know what I'm saying. He's like, he's hanging out with the with the thugs. Like I wanted to be on his team. And and like right. Umaga, he's just cool. They just exude coolness when you when you see them. I think 
you know, especially when you grow up on animated series, or if you're in the comics or superhero movies, you always see the superhero come out on top. Yeah. And I think wrestling is a lot of people's introduction to the villain coming out on top and winning. And I think that is intriguing to, you know, young minds. You want to see the bad guy win. Yeah, absolutely. Do you you have any WrestleMania memories? Have you gone to any previous WrestleMania? Is this your first WrestleMania? This is my first WrestleMania. Wow. That's dope. That's really, really dope. Again, this will be my my third. And I'm telling you, it never gets old. It's just the feeling. Like, especially in the city, like, this is the first one where I've lived in the city where it's taking place at. And and I think, like, the excitement is just like, oh, I'm coming into town. I'm I'm, going to pull up. Like, everyone's hitting me up. And I'm like, listen, yo, gas is hot. (laughs) I need y'all to really realize that gas is definitely $5.12, depending on where you're at right now. Yeah. I can't doesn't matter pump. if you're Ubering, doesn't matter if you're driving, it's just gonna be expensive. Just prepare. Yeah, absolutely. How no do you feel about how, how do you feel about how spread out it is? I was talking to one of my friends, uh MC. He was like, I gotta go to this pop-up and it's all the way in Echo Park. And I'm like, bro, that's so far away from like everything in LA. Yeah, I don't think people realize how spread out it is. I think they're just kind of like, we're gonna go to this show and then we're gonna go to this show and like we're going to go to USC and go to the ring of honor show and then go all the way to this side for this. And I'm like, you don't understand, especially because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and around like work traffic and stuff like that. I'm like, it's going to take you 45 minutes to get you from one end to the other, if you're lucky. So it's going to be interesting for sure. I feel like a lot of shows might be pushed back a little bit Mm -hmm. just because it's going to take a while for people to get from place to place. Yeah, I mean, no one's no no one's hit that uh five mile, fifty five minute <laughs> traffic before where right. where it's like most other places. Oh, five miles is ten minutes. Like, no, it's it's definitely an hour out here. And and I think that like WWE pretty much is running the two sectors that they're in. They're running where SoFi is, all the way to Inglewood. They run that. Ain't nobody doing anything close to there. And downtown LA is kind of like you ain't doing nothing close to SoFi unless you Wally Mania this year. Like that's the only thing yeah. really going down. So I think that it's it's interesting to see. How many people saying they're popping up to all these shows? And I'm like, yeah, your Uber, your Uber tax about to be high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we talking $50 Ubers right now. Like, nah, it right. ain't a game. And people are wanting to Uber to SoFi. I'm like, good luck to you. Oh, hell no. What good like luck to you? I'm I'm gonna pull up to where my friends are staying in Gardena. We're we're all mm-hmm. gonna Uber together. And then that's just gonna be how it is. Cause I I'm I'm out in the valley right now. So it's like where when you're in the valley, wherever you're at, you stay put unless until traffic goes down like you you yeah. know how it is yeah so i can relate <laughs> new york mania weekend <laughs> was a train ride away everywhere and then wwe was like oh here's a shuttle to go where you need to go and stuff like that i hope they have that for nxt between nxt and mania they they might as well put a shuttle somewhere it's at 9 a.m so <laughs> it's they, you actually will have time nxt is usually what a two hour 30 minute show You'll end at around 12. You can easily get to SoFi. You'll just have to stay put for the whole day there. Like, you'll just have to be in Inglewood for the whole day. Like, I'm talking from about 1 till 1130 <laughs> that day. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be long. And yeah. people are trying to do WrestleCon beforehand, and I'm like, they tripping. You, you got to pick. Nah. <laughs> Y'all tripping. Those, the Saturday, Sunday, it's a wrap. Nothing should be. You're not doing nothing. You're sticking by Inglewood. Where, where's, um, where's WrestleCon at? <laughs> I'm not you going. Have, so. You haven't. You have an agenda. Do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. As long as you know where you at, that that's all that matters. Because 
from I'm telling you meals from like El Segundo all the way up to like uh Inglewood. It's it's over. Like from the forum all the way down, it's gonna be people like wrestling fans all over. So like I if you're if you're a Venice in downtown, you you might be fucked because that's gonna be like an hour drive to get all the way down to uh you know to the other side of the city pretty much. Yeah. WrestleCon's at the Biltmore Hotel. Biltmore downtown LA. Oh yeah. It's a wrap. Pick one. Surge, that surge is gonna hit at at noon, and you're it's over for you because meals. There's no shuttle that can get you there in like a timely fashion, like it would have been in Mania in New York. A shuttle is still gonna take you like an hour, and then like if the shuttle's coming back, you might as well just Uber there at that point. Yeah. Well, hopefully the wrestlers have fun. (laughs) I (laughs) hope everyone has fun. (laughs) I hope everyone has fun at this point. Um, I think we should kick off with these predictions, this prediction party that we got going on here for WrestleMania. Let's talk, let's talk the six women, the six, six women, uh, tag team match. Let's talk about damage control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky versus Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish Stratus. What a, what an encounter. (laughs) (laughs) you know what because never in my world would i have imagined lita and trish teaming up with becky lynch at wrestlemania it would just never just never cross my mind never thought that would be becky lynch's lane like we're coming from the rumors last year of it being becky versus ronda that's what's gonna be they seemingly really don't like each other like it could have happened but it looks like they just don't want to fuck with each other at all yeah. yeah it's a so for this to come as like i don't want to say this is like a consolation prize but it's definitely like the alternative to me is something that i never you know thought that could be but i'm also very happy that damage control gets on a wrestlemania card because bailey last year didn't get to make wrestlemania because of her injury just wasn't featured on 38 for whatever reason yeah. um last time she was at wrestlemania it was the wrestlemania at the pc um so it's been so long so this is her this is her return to wrestlemania dakota kai's wrestlemania eo sky's debut at wrestlemania that's fine i'm happy if if nothing else i'm happy for those two like like fuck whatever else is going on like dakota kai uh eo sky made it like dakota was chilling at home like seven eight months ago and got the call and and she got put in such a position where she could be on a wrestlemania card Super happy for. Her. I hope she gets like some cool ass gear. Or she's wearing some good sneakers because she's she's a real sneakerhead. The gear is gonna be fire. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Think about it. Um. All right. So what's kind of like my thing with this match is I have no idea what's gonna happen or I where it goes. I smell a rat. Okay. Talk about it. What are we I talking smell about? Rat. Trish. I'm not feel. I'm not feeling like Trish is 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 all the way there with Lita. They're they're naturally. They're naturally enemies. They're naturally rivals. I don't. I don't believe all of this. I don't believe this. This camaraderie. No, nah, but yeah. the, the, the last fifteen years, they've been best friends. They besties. They they homegirls. They induct each other induct each other into the Hall of Fame. Like, yes, the rivalry is definitely there, but they have not been rivals for like the last fifteen years. Why but would Trish, they? Trish hasn't been heel a heel in fifteen years either. And I think she said in an interview, she said, I get to do something on this return that, I, that I've been wanting to do for a long time. 
And I think mm. she wants the Becky match. I think that's really where she want to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about this match? And, and how do you just generally feel about it going into it? So honestly, at first I didn't really feel much for this match. Mm-hmm. Just because I felt like, okay, like like you said, like wouldn't expect this to kind of come together, like these, well, like Trish and Lita and Becky to come together as a team. I was like, okay. I didn't, I honestly didn't think it was going to carry into WrestleMania. I right. thought it was just a one-time thing. Trish comes out, she saves or whatever. I, and for it to lead to a WrestleMania match, I feel like it's so huge, especially because we have three different generations of women's wrestlers in this one match. We right. have Trish and Lita, Becky Bailey, and then Dakota and Io, who are kind of stepping up to this main event player status, which I feel like is huge yeah. to come from NXT and these two women to come up in particular. And I feel like Damage Control got a lot of shit for a long time because people weren't trusting the process and they wanted them to kind of pay off immediately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the payoff. You get a WrestleMania match with two Hall of Famers, two future Hall of Famers. Like, this is the time for you to prove yourself and kind of establish that foundation. I like that you said that because I feel like in the community, there, in, in particular with the women, a lot of times, there's always like a glass half empty look. And I mm-hmm. think that, and there's going to be matches we talk about on this where I'm kind of like, I'm glass half empty on it because it just hasn't been the best. But I feel like as t- in terms of a long-term feud, you get Becky and Bailey for the past three f- almost six months feuding ever since they, they injured her. She came back at war games and then they've continued on with it. I feel like we always want like a long-term story and like a, a few to, to go on. And we normally don't get that, especially one that's going to lead up to WrestleMania. And I, and I think with damage control, they wanted them to be a certain thing where it's like, no, they have to be a, a heels heels for all occasions. They have to be heels on raw and SmackDown because there wasn't any, the, the depth was so shitty for people leaving or for other reasons injuries all of that stuff and i think that the, these th- three women have really carried the division in a, in a lot of ways regardless of what's been thrown at them so like if they've taken losses i looked at it like yo heels gotta lose sometimes but like more often than not bailey has come out on top and when she does it, it looks cool like i know the big thing that people um, were, were upset about and, and it was weird was the cage match they didn't get uh, that didn't happen when it was supposed to, and 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 it was it was a big deal, and I, and I feel like it it was something that they had to make up for, and they made up for it by having a, a way better match with the Trish return that led to this. So I I really like that you said that, like, hey, like this is the payoff, is, is that these women, who again, like I said, were sitting at home, get a WrestleMania moment now, right? So I'm excited to I'm excited for all of them, and excited for the gear because I feel like women always show out when it comes to WrestleMania gear. So just really happy that all of them kind of get these moments because especially like Becky and um, Bailey, just kind of having a, a rough year and coming back from, um, well, Bailey coming back from injury and kind of getting this, you know, stable and kind of making, you know, something great out of something so many people shit on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm excited for all of them. I wasn't excited at first, but I think as it gets closer and closer, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right. And I like that also women get to be part-timers too. Like they can just show up and, and have their WrestleMania moment and, and, and be part of that field as well. Like this is this is Lita's first WrestleMania match since WrestleMania 18. Shit. God. 
2002. Okay. Well, she we, was in the company like four years after that. Well, we, got <laughs> the elephant, we got the elephant in the room here, though. I feel like a lot of people really are, are unfair to, to Lita in terms of just like, obviously, she's not going to move as fast as she used to and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes that be on cards that don't move that they move way slower than Lita do. And, and I feel like they get a lot they get a lot of like they I feel like they get a lot of a grace whereas Lita doesn't. Like I, I've seen a lot of people saying like oh she shouldn't have the title cuz she just she ain't like how she used to be. She's still this, she's still that. People love Lita not because she was a fucking technical miracle out there. They love her cuz of the look. They love her cuz of, you know, she give it she gave it her all. And I feel like 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 Cam said She's gonna give it her all here, and and I respect the fact that she's even willing to go in such a big crowd and do this shit. Like I, I give Lita a lot of a lot of grace because it's still one of my favorite, you know, wrestlers, not just women wrestlers, wrestlers of all time. Like I, I still fuck with Lita. Absolutely. Nah, this is is this her second WrestleMania? <laughs> now I really think about it, like this is her second WrestleMania match ever to be such a legend and such an icon. And really, this is kind of like your second WrestleMania. Like, shout out to Lita for making it to the card. Um, Trish has been a mainstay on the card. You know, she's had classic matches at WrestleMania, classic moments at WrestleMania. Uh, so she's up there. Becky Lynch, first woman, part of the first woman to ever main event WrestleMania. Bailey, just an all-around badass. She's <laughs> Bailey. Yeah, yeah. in the Raptors. So who do we think is winning this match? Team Be- Becky or Damage Control? I'm going Damage Control. I, I think feel like win. <laughs> Damage Control. Yeah. I feel like if there's any opportunity for them to get that W, it's here. Like I'm not saying all those other other you know losses won't matter, but this will shine a lot on them and say like, yeah, we're really moving. We're like progressing. We're doing this. Like we, Damage Control is an entity that you guys need to be look out for and that will go down in kind of history. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's damage control. Plus I feel like they deserve it to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I feel like damage control become goes from a trio to a foursome, a fearsome foursome. I think Trish is, I think Trish is turning. I think she's gonna really, really d- doubling down on this. Trish. Oh, when they beat her up, they didn't really show it. They didn't really show her getting getting nucked up like that. That's something that she could just brush off. She hasn't even really like fucked them up like that. She just kind of came out and did some stuff. Like I, I think this is some some happening with the cahoots, bro. Like they're they're in cahoots. I, mm. I feel it. They need to serve, especially with Bailey and Trish talking so much on social media. Exactly. Yes. And reminiscing. Yeah, yeah. She was there on the floor at the hotel. After the, after the tag team title loss, she understands what it is. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Damn, you, think was, you think Trish was the source back then when they were talking about <laughs> every, <laughs> they were throwing tantrums on the floor? She told, told right. <laughs> no, I, I I think that that that's a that and and again, damage control could bridge the gap between those three generations. Like Cam said, you have that you have that first generation with Trish, that next that next up with Bailey, and then you have the future with with Eo. And um in Dakota, and I think that that's just such a good look for for all four of them women to be there, and it gives it gives Bailey more heat to this feud and lead them more reason to be around and stick around. And, and again, the tag titles are still around. And I said this a couple weeks ago when Becky and Lita won it, I was like, them titles have never been as big of a deal as they've ever been <laughs> as they've been since Sasha and Naomi with with, the, with with Becky and Lita having it. They're a big deal now, and and I think that you have to keep it on them 
for them to kind of still have that stature where they're main eventing shows, whereas they weren't before. And that could possibly set up a tag match at Backlash between Becky and Lita and versus Bailey and Trish. That's that would be great. Yeah, that, that's, that's money. That's, yeah, that's money right there. That's Puerto Rico. Come on. They're gonna they're oh, coming no. out to see that. They're coming out to see that. Right. So, um so with that match, let's move on to the next one. It's a battle of my faves, personally. I love them both. Yeah. I, I mean, I really can't choose a winner. I'm going to try, but you know what I'm saying? I really can't. Um, we have the Raw Women's Championship on the line at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair has, she has gone the distance. She has traveled, a go- she has traveled around the sun once. <laughs> With this, I was about to say the the Earth turned, but I was like, nah, that's twenty four hours. She has traveled around the sun at least once with this Raw Women's Championship. One year, one year on the first. Yeah, one year. She's gonna make it. She's going up against the 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 Oscar, who is pretty much back to her like original form. This mm-hmm. is like the the form that has. Um, I wish they would do like show some more clips of like her in Japan and stuff like that to really like yo this she was she was murking people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, she's using hashtag mind games on Bianca. You know what I'm saying? Um, as the time we're recording this, they have not exchanged hands. Maybe it'll happen. Best. It'll happen maybe. this week. <laughs> maybe maybe it's for the best. Maybe it isn't for children. You know, as children to see because Bianca puts the beat down. Asuka puts a beat down. Maybe it isn't, maybe it may be too violent and only worthy for WrestleMania. How do you feel about everything? How do you feel about how this entire thing has progressed forward? Bianca's title reign intersecting with Asuka's kind of return to form. How do you kind of feel just about the journey that, you know, that has took to get here? I think it's, it is, it's unfair to compare it to what she had with Becky last year. I think there's not really much that you could do that'll get her to that level. And I understand that not everyone can have the biggest, baddest storyline because this WrestleMania, and I've said it before, it's the Roman and Cody show. Like that's clearly the one thing that they give a fuck about more than anything is the bloodline show. Rather, that's one, the one thing they care about. I know that you can't be the biggest, baddest every year. I personally would have loved for Bianca to have a lot more going into this match. I think that, like, she's beaten Asuka, and we saw it last year. Like, you're not going to make us forget this. I think that the match is going to be fantastic. I mean, Bianca's a ring general now. She, she, she's a war-hardened veteran. She won war games with Asuka. I think Asuka is one of the best women in the world. I think she's one of the best wrestlers in the fucking world right now. But I think that as far as giving us, the fans, something to sink into – I need more than just, I know it's going to be a great match. I needed like some actual story here. And I think that's why I'm conflicted. I think it reminds me a lot of, at the time, Sasha and Bianca. Mm -hmm. And how the build was complete shit. Yeah. And, you know, deserved a lot more. But you knew the match was going to be great. Yeah. So I'm kind of like trying to get over the fact that the build hasn't been that amazing. Just because you have these two future Hall of Famers. Right going at it for this title. And I think even when I, I tweeted the graphic of the match, I just put like blood drop emojis. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting just straight violence out of this match. Yeah. And just like a, like a slugfest between these two because these two really know how to go at it. And I think that 
something that I'm considering in this storyline, but a lot of people aren't because you just see it. A lot of people look at it surface level is the timing of Asuka bringing back her original wow. version of herself yeah. and that she knows that Bianca is one of the toughest competitors she's ever gone up against. So now she has to dig deep and pull that out because she has to bring out all the weapons she has in order to have a chance at beating Bianca. And I think that Bianca realizes that she might be slightly intimidated by that. Although it doesn't really look like it. I think Bianca is more so annoyed Yeah. with this. I wish that it was more of kind of like Bianca acting a little more scared because Asuka is such a huge deal and she is one of the toughest motherfuckers yeah. in wrestling, like period. So I wish there was a little more um, of something that could be, I wish Bianca was a little more scared. Yeah, I, I think this like, and not even just scared, but like scared that she doesn't know if she can beat her. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. I think the parallel to this to me would be like, I know people compare Bianca to John Cena all the time. And I said, that's good. I think that's a good thing if she's that's a great that's a, that's a great thing that's a compliment. yeah like I, I I look at it like and, and again we talked about them earlier like a John Cena Umaga type thing where yeah. like Oscar should definitely be definitely be that I'm like why is she not buzzsaw kicking people in the head why where's the violence that I mean like we're days removed from and I know we're gonna talk about it <clears throat> in a second the Rhea and Charlotte pull apart on SmackDown I said that's they should have did that from the beginning and I'm like what are y'all waiting for with the Bianca thing like. I know, like it's 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 clear that WWE booking Triple H, all of them, they see her as the next. They see her as a star. They see her as a superstar. She's on she's on what Watch What Happens Live. She's on all these. She's on all of these things that that you know they 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 put people on. But when it comes to the actual TV on on you know every week, I find it hard to be like this. This is the person. You know what I mean? Like I find it hard to be like this is why they 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 fuck with her so much. But last year, I got that. When, when she came out with the, with, with the band, I said, that's that's her. That's that girl right there. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm finding it hard to do that. And again, I know it's unfair to to compare what she has now to what she has. Because she was chasing last year. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, she was in the chase last year. And it's very tough to have a championship reign where you're not chasing anymore. You have to react. And, and, like, and to Cam's point, she hasn't reacted enough to this yet. Absolutely. Yeah. I am torn. Um, can't really choose. <laughs> ah. It is what it is. <laughs> we all win if whoever wins. We all win. We all win. I, yeah, right. But realistically, <laughs> more than likely, <laughs> um, the numbers say if Bianca the, if wins. The, Bianca wins. Um, Bianca wins. LOL. Like Cena wins. Belair wins. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Which would be crazy. Asta, long undefeated streak has not won at WrestleMania ever. It's it's crazy. You gotta think at this point that she probably is like, I don't want to win at WrestleMania, right? I mean, I'm sure she good. Them yeah. checks catch. I'd be seeing everything she on. Um, you know, she be in all types of wagyu on the counter chance TV and other stuff like that. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> like, she got the newest switch. She got all the skins for it. She got everything. Belt, the Gucci belt, the YSL, the YSL on. When she come out non-ring clothes, I'm like, yo, you're shitting right now. You need to really stop doing it to them like this. But I, so, what do you guys think of this? And, and I saw this today uh, in our Discord, 
where someone was listening to a podcast and they said that there's like a discrimination angle with Asuka where they they ne they never saw her as a top star because she can't speak English. And I'm like, I've never seen that type of feeling. I could you could be mad at how she lost to Charlotte or how she was treated up to the point where COVID happened and she was a champion for that long. You could you could definitely say that there was a weird point for her. But discrimination, I, I never, I never saw that with, with Oscar. They usually, they don't even force her to do promos in English. She never does promos in English. No, I've never received it that way. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting point. No, I, I would never. She won the Royal Rumble. She's accomplished most. She's accomplished most things, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like yeah. realistically, um, tag champion, NXT tag. champion. Raw, SmackDown. She's Grand Slam, right? Money in the Bank, yeah. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Every, she's done it. Elimination Chamber. She's won it all. Yeah. Except, Multiple. I think, well, she was in War Games. Won the only apparently. <laughs> I, 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 you gotta, you gotta think that she probably feels like let's leave my WrestleMania story, uh, till like may, later on. Like she's like she could like that's that that's a good story. Like Oscar's looking for her one WrestleMania win. Against the person that beat her, and that could be Bianca or Charlotte or, or anybody that this beat her before. I think that's a good story to go, to go for. But Bianca, I think she'll lose it in Puerto Rico. Mm. Mm. Puerto Rico seems like to me where I, I would. And again, if I lost in Puerto Rico, you would never. <laughs> I would never return if, I, if the one time we go to Puerto Rico, I lose the title. Damian um, Priest for sure not coming back. His freak ass. No. <laughs> He's that's funny. All right, so I want to I want to do a segue between this match and the next match because it's a very there's a question um regarding it that surrounded this. Um and and we'll talk about the match as we get here. Do you feel like or would you rather preferred? I don't want to say do you feel like cuz do you feel like implies like they should have done something where they did. Would you have preferred Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania this year? Wow, wow, Cam, why not? Nope. I think it. I think right now the Rhea Charlotte story is more important. I feel like it needs to you need to wrap a bow on it, ship it, and never open it again. Because it's been three years, this their feud, I feel like. Yeah. And I just feel like it's perfect timing. I called it last Royal Rumble. I'm like, if Rhea doesn't win this one, she's going to win the next one. And she's going to challenge for Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title, because that's just, I feel like Rhea's won almost everything by the age of 25, 26. Right. And she's great in all at, like she checks every box, but the one thing she's never been able to overcome is Charlotte. Since she started in NXT, people were always like, oh, she's like, an Australian Charlotte that's always been the comparison and she's never been able to escape her no matter what she does Charlotte comes back and she's right there on top right there on top and it's kind of like this bug that just won't go the fuck away and every time Rhea has had a title and has faced Charlotte she has lost right she's never or she's never beaten her clean they had a match on Raw but it was a disqualification mm -hmm. where Rhea won so I feel like Rio needs to, in her mind, beat Charlotte clean for her title to in order to kind of close that chapter. I, I agree. I, I think when we first heard it and when she first challenged Charlotte, I think there was a big what the fuck throughout the whole world. Really? And I was one of them. I, yeah. I was, I was like, like <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> I was like, what the? F-? Because it seemed like the stars had finally aligned. But you know, one of the one of the best things about all of the the BS that happened last year was that they were going to throw this match out at Money in the Bank for nothing. You know what I mean? Like this was going to happen last May for nothing. And I feel like they would have blew through this. It wouldn't have meant anything. And we would have got just a very momentary kind of rush from having it. And they would have done this match four or five times. And we would have been tired of it. I think having us wait for Rhea and Bianca, the Cena and Batista, if you will, the the Rock Austin, if you you want to make that comparison, the Becky Charlotte, if you want to make that comparison too, saving it with these two, you know, next up, from when it's when it's later, it, it could be. It doesn't have to be a mania. It could be SummerSlam. That that's a that's a big match for SummerSlam. Having it be where it's like, okay, we're gonna make them wait for it. I get it. I get it now. I think my issue with the actual Rhea Charlotte thing is that these motherfuckers, well, up till a couple of days ago, hadn't touched or done anything to each other, and I was like, where's the heat? <laughs> what, what's going on? What are y'all waiting for? And but I, you think- know, you know that Charlotte eventually i mean she did it like you know, she did it on friday she was gonna come scratching clawing screaming beating up security yeah. she <laughs> loves to beat up security i'm like every every single she loves it she loves she to beat up security barefoot ass whooping that's what she her highlighter ass jumpsuit on friday, when you saw the when you saw the shoes come off i said it out loud i said oh brawl i said, there we oh, go. <laughs> I said pull apart brawl is coming but, but again, brawl here we go I think that I think a lot of things have suffered. I won't say a lot of things. I, I feel like there are certain feuds. I, f- I feel like Edge and Finn has, have been kind of they've been able to do what they've been doing outside the bloodline stuff. But I feel like I feel like Charlotte, Rhea, and to an extent, Bianca, Oscar have definitely fallen off because they've given a lot of time to the bloodline thing. That's why I'm more mm-hmm. so like, let's get this over with. It's been fun. I've had a great time with the blood. I'm going to continue this throughout this prediction show, but I'm going to say that I've had a great time, Roman. Uso, Solo, Paul. Great. Yeah, we have fun. Let's end it. <laughs> because it's time for other people to get that shine and to, get, and to get that attention. And I think Charlotte and Rhea, to Cam's point, big time match. Big time grudge match between these two. And it hasn't felt grudgy other than like Dom coming out and her talking about Andrade's dick size. Like that's the only, that's the only time. <laughs> and I feel like that feud needed that brawl mm-hmm. like someone in the desert needed water because what else were we supposed to be excited for like we've seen it multiple times and to your point I think it didn't help that around Survivor Series they kept hinting mm-hmm. at Bianca Rhea from like October to the Rumble yeah they were having these little backstage segments air downs there was that one time they walked past each other when she first when she was with Judgment Day and then just kind of did this and I'm just like, "There's your WrestleMania match. Give it mm-hmm. to me. There's <laughs> your night one main event. I would have loved it. But if All you if you don't go with that, like, are there, do you do we are we thinking that this is gonna main event Charlotte Rhea because people are saying it's gonna be Usos KO Sammy, which no disrespect, I feel like hey. it's a hotter program or it's hey, gonna be hey, just- listen. Big Char last year was told she was main event in WrestleMania. <laughs> and then it's Stone Cold. So you got, I mean, it's Stone Cold. Me in Dallas. I'm sure Charlie was like, I understand. <laughs> but let me tell you something about this year. Second year in a row, she's facing the Rumble winner. Second we, year in a row. We ain't got no Stone Cold this year. You know what I'm saying? It K-O, ain't, K-O. KO, we ain't got no Stone Cold this year, is what Big Shaw said. She said, listen, I've been here 
I put in my time. I put in my work. I've seen, you know, everybody else having main events to WrestleMania. I got to do it twice. You know what I'm saying? So Charlotte showed up and she said, listen, this is what's going to happen. Be main eventing night one. Give me the biggest match that you can get. So Rhea Ripley's out there. They're going to have this match. I'm this. Listen, as much as I was like, yes, this is going to be Rhea Ripley's moment. Yes. I mean, she had the thing is, is that this is giving me vibes of like a couple years ago because I feel like Rhea Ripley's hated, but she's not hated enough. Like, I still fuck Rhea Ripley, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) It's giving me vibes of um, two years ago at WrestleMania. Was it two years ago? The first one where they did it post, we're still deep in the pandemic, but they had people anyway. It was two years ago. Uh, 37 against. Mm -hmm. It's Oscar, weirdly enough. Um, people forget that whole thing. Like she won the Raw Women's title. She beat Oscar. It was a whole thing. She showed up like two weeks before. Said I'm doing it, and Oscar was like, "I right, bet nobody cares. Um, <laughs> nobody cares." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think people wanted Bianca that year too. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have no doubt in the ability that these two will put on a great match, but. I'm with Charlotte. I can never be sure that she's gonna take that L quietly. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are two. There are two finishes I will accept. Charlotte, okay. Charlotte, just barely winning this match, and then them having to do it again because she got taken to the limit, and Rhea was like, "You rolled me up. I'll accept that." Mm-hmm. Roxanne Perezer. You know what I'm saying? Perezer. <laughs> Last year she went with a big boot, and I said, "Yo, she dropped the leg on Ronda." Ass. She said, "Nah, nah, 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 nah." Like LA Knight said, "Nah, nah." <laughs> I'm winning this way. I'll accept that, or I'll accept Rhea winning clean. If Charlotte looks like the Don Dada <laughs> winning this, <laughs> she get the fuck away from me. Because the thing is, is this: you don't build up Rhea beating up men, beating up women crazy vibe crazy aura about her you don't do that just to have her win and look like a fucking bum going out you just she don't getting neither i don't think she's been pinned in a while Mm-mm. no and getting to eliminate oscar at the rumble and Liv morgan who's like arguably one of the top baby faces of the women's division and, and Liv is and i feel for her because it's just they're just bigger things out there but Liv is like right there like, like they could go to her at any time, and yeah. for her to not make it in a singles match, I would feel away. I, I usually don't like tell people to feel away about the type of stuff. Like, if but if I'm live, I'm like fuck, man, because like the rumor was, and I guess I could say this now because it's not happening. The rumor was, or what what I've heard was that JoJo Siwa was supposed to be in a match with Liv, and they were supposed to be a tag team going into Mania, mm. and that kind of fell apart. And that's why Liv kind of was on an island for quite some time because that match that match ended up not happening. But JoJo was penciled in to be at WrestleMania. But I think they looked at what she did at that, that launch party where she slipped and they said, I don't even know. Because she was definitely training. Wow. <laughs> JoJo Tiwa. Natalia would have been there too. Don't worry. I, think they're not. <laughs> I just don't know who would have been the opponent. That's the only thing. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I'm yeah, my prediction, our prediction, <sighs> Rhea. I'm not betting it's Roman this year, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'll say Rhea. I'm gonna say 
Rhea. I'm about Rhea to be not, never know. Rhea, Rhea has not been pinned since I believe May 29th, 2002, 22. Who was that against? Liv Morgan. Ah, that was on the road to her money in the bank win. Because yeah, Rhea had momentum then. And then Rhea had the medical problems that kept her out for six months. So It's hard for me to doubt Charlotte. It's really, like, I watched Charlotte. I was so confident when Oscar was going into WrestleMania. I was like, all right, bet. Streak continuing. Like, this is going to be crazy. But I remember in the back of my head, I was like, but what if Charlotte wins? And that's really been the thing that's been in my head for the last seven years. And more than likely, <laughs> it usually comes true. It's like, all right, Rhea, you know, Ronda Rousey's back at, you know, WrestleMania. She's won the Royal Rumble. Obviously, they back on the Ronda train. What if Charlotte wins? And then she wins. Like, what if Charlotte's like, I don't want to say she using, I don't want to say she got the stroke. But she fake got the stroke. But <laughs> I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Because I feel like. Has, a, has the bigger stroke over Ronda. I feel like Ronda don't got no stroke whatsoever. Mm. It's like she's a regular nigga. People in the locker room don't even listen to her. Yes. Just, <laughs> but I just move, move. You're in my spot. Move. <laughs> I want to say real Ripley. I really do. But there's the other part of my brain is like, but Charlotte Flair. It's just easier to go with Charlotte. It's just like, all right, Charlotte wins. And people won't even bat an eye. It's like, all right, it's just fucking Charlotte, I guess. Two um, years in a row, a Rumble winner loses. That's why I'm. That's why it's the of all time. That's why I'm like, well, who was the men's Rumble winner last year? Last it was Brock. Year. It was Brock. It was Brock, right? Brock. Mm-hmm. It was Brock. He lost. Oh, both Rumble winners lost last year. I hated that Rumble. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hated that. It pisses me off just thinking about it. One of the worst fumbles of all time, okay? Let's horrible. Let's fire now. We're good. He's fired now. He's out the family now. Nigga, like be out the family. You don't get to make rumble matches at home anymore. (laughs) Get to stay and your ass gotta leave. That's some crazy shit. That's wild. That's crazy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley against my own against my own. Um, judgment inside of like, all right, Charlotte Flair is going to drop the leg on. I'm going with Rhea Ripley because it seems like they generally do want to crown Rhea Ripley. Does Charlotte want to make someone? She Only has to at some back. point. <laughs> Only she can get a back. All fighter. All fighter. <laughs> Does she want to make someone? Because a big 0-2 don't look good for Rhea's chances at getting a Bianca Belair. I'll say that right now. The big 0-2 don't look good. If she's going to put over anyone, I put money on Rhea. I think Mm. Charlotte genuinely wants the best for Rhea Mm. and expects her to kind of hold the Charlotte place once Charlotte's officially done. Yeah, yeah. And this is the time to do it. And I was thinking about it because we kind of talked about it on Twitter, me and Mills. Like, who does it benefit Mm. if Charlotte wins? Nobody. Mm. Nobody. It makes Rhea look weak and it doesn't add on to any new Charlotte title reigns if she wants to beat her dad's record. Mm-hmm. So it it just doesn't make any sense. But I would not be surprised at the same time. But you also got to think too, if Finn wins and Rhea wins, the Judgment Day are moving. They're mm-hmm. moving on. 
They've done. They beat one of the biggest baby faces on Raw. Rhea is not going to break up from that group. I would. They would be ridiculous to keep that to break that group up at this point. They are. They are really good for each other. I want to say it's going to be a Judgment Day quick clean sweep, but that's just because I'm biased. I, I love everybody in that group, but. Yeah. I think that if you do this, like the bigger implications is that Rhea has a whole new pool of challengers to go against on SmackDown where you'll get her and Zelina. You'll get her and uh, Raquel, which would be fucking crazy. They've, they've done this before. You get her and Ronda. You get her and Shayna, you, which is another thing we've seen before. But we, we see we can see it differently now. Like there is a whole new group of her. But you keep her away from Bianca because if Bianca beats Asuka, there ain't nowhere else for Bianca to go but Rhea. So if you want to keep that away, if you want to keep them away from each other, you split them up completely until it's time to come back around again. I'm going to hold you. Charlotte going to say, I got first. I don't care if I got B. I'm still, it's it's still me. <laughs> catch me in Puerto Rico. I'm going to be there. Hold but I, and my thing is, is too, like bringing in Bianca to this, Bianca's got two more people she got to face. That's Rhea and Charlotte. When are those going to happen? Because you know, Charlotte want the Rainier match. Charlotte won't the Mania match. And I'm iffy, I'm iffy on if Bianca's going to go uh, for no on the horsewomen. We'll, we'll t- well, I, I count Asuka as kind of like a auxiliary kind of honorary horsewoman. So I'll say, I, I'll say 4 and I'll say that she's going to beat Asuka and that she'll go 4 and 0. But I don't know. I don't Amen. know. Asuka was supposed to go 4 and 0 against the horsewomen. And look at how that ended up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> big leg. You have never gotten over this. You have never gotten oh, over this. They don't change everything. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's, it's what she did. To, you know what? Let me. Let me not. We got Bianca that did it at consecutive manias, brother. We got we got we got maybe we, we, we got Bianca. At the end of the day, we got Bianca. I can be fine with that. You know, we good, we good. But yeah, I we we all saying all three of us saying Rhea. I'll say Rhea and pray. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in SoFi praying okay. <laughs> on my knees. You see me. In the aisle like this. Please, <laughs> oh my God. Please. Come on, man. <laughs> Brian's got a look, man. It's it's a look. And I feel like again with Charlotte, yeah, she gets the title all the time. I yes, I feel like the Rhea Charlotte or you know the, the Ronda Charlotte thing was kind of weird. We still don't really know the story behind that and how that went down. Not complaining at all, but we don't know how that went down. But it's like, do you think she wants to be her dad's record? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's fucked up. Cause ain't no, no woman gonna be able to beat that. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> no woman is gonna be able to beat that ever, like at all. Like, cause I, I don't want Bianca losing sixteen times. I don't want her losing the title sixteen times. Bianca might win it sixteen times. I'm gonna hold you. What is she at right if now? She, if she, if she, she three, 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 three. Seen, yeah, three, one. yeah. This is her third Mania in a row in a title match. Yeah. That's Smackdown, nice. Raw, lost Raw, won Raw back three times. Never lost it. Nah, she. It was Smackdown. Smackdown lost Becky, and then she just won the Raw one. Oh, it's twice then, huh? So I think it's just two. Right. Dang, it felt like years. If she, she wants to, you know what I'm saying. If she wants to, I'm she, in trouble. If you don't get the 16. She ain't even really want to, to be honest. She's been having long ass reigns. That's what's fucking us up. Is that she's been having long reigns, longer than most women have. Like Charlotte be having 30 day reigns. <laughs> like Charlotte be having them bullshit reigns. Two days. <laughs> Two day reigns. Like Sasha, like the Sasha Banks 30 day, like the the good 30 day reign, and then you take a break. 
leave TV, then come back, then you you good, then you win the title. Every time Sasha Banks, you would, I know I'm not allowed to talk about Sasha anymore, but I know when she lose a fucking title, she be off TV, nigga. She's like, I'm I'm going on vacation. <laughs> you ain't gonna see me for thirty days. And, and Charlotte, the type of come back off vacation and win the damn title first night <laughs> and take it with her right back on the yacht. Exactly. <laughs> we we out fly out the same day. Jordy looking kind of he looking kind of gordito lately. He looking. I need him to eating good. The queen eating good. So eating. <laughs> we happy. Yeah, happy. No creative plans. That's no creative plans and happiness. <laughs> no creative plans. I'm whooping niggas' asses backstage. Tony Car scared of me. He won't fire me. I want to leave. I'm gonna just be injured and just be chilling. But yo, this is this has been a fucking blast, Cam. We have to have you back on the show. Like this is we went almost an hour on three fucking matches. <laughs> I've had so much fun. This has been great. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Follow her on Twitter at Karen. Probably make sure that you got your uh, sensitive warnings because she be doing all types of wild tweets. That, that's that's your kids not supposed to see that. Ricochet Don't advertise probably, me like that. Listen, Ricochet probably hey, hates hey. you for life. For what I'm you not do. blocked though. I'm not blocked, so I'm still um, in good graces. Hey man, stop bookmarking her selfies on Twitter. <laughs> Ever since they put that function, I'd be like, come on now. We got to do better as a people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but well, we will be back uh, with the next segment in our WrestleMania prediction party on the A Show. We are back. Fuck with you, girl. You always ready for sex. Keep my honest game and let the money invest. The nigga, I'm going to die for my fucking respect. Fucking with a young nigga, two twelves on the trunk, nigga. Having everything he want, nigga. Life in a rush, nigga. Probably never get enough, nigga. All he wanna do is stunt, niggas always looking up to him. Whole spot going up to him. New money getting stuck to him. Life it was rough to him. Skinny nigga, he was buff to it. Trying to do it like Puff do it, do it like Russ do it. Real life, show what's up to it. Need a bands, nigga. Fuck. All right, we are we're here, Mills. If you've reached this far, shout out to you. Yeah, we're here. Um, I think it only fitting that that we kind of leave these last three matches to to ourselves because these are kind of the big money matches, and in a lot of ways, like I would have never expected Finn Balor to be in this position a year ago, where we mm. were talking about him in a major marquee match with a mm. major marquee person. Because last year, Finn Balor was to to say the least, he was floundering. I think in a lot of ways, and yeah. I, even with the judgment day, we were, you know, a lot of people were unsure. And then he, then there was started to be momentum behind him in terms of him being an actual heel, him becoming a leader of a heel stable on that brand. And in a lot of ways it working. And I think a lot of that is a testament to how hard Rhea Ripley has worked. And we talked about her earlier, how hard Dominic Mysterio has worked. And we talked about him as well, who also has a match here. Is it safe to say the Judgment Day is kind of the the they've been the recipient of the of the best makeover since Triple H took over? Could, could we say that? No, absolutely. I think once I think what it was intended to be, and this is kind of like what leads into WrestleMania, right? Because the genesis of Judgment Day starts at WrestleMania last year. Starts with um, Damian Priest aligning himself with Edge, and then you know a pay per view or two later is Rhea Ripley. And then, you know, Finn, while feuding with Finn Balor and AJ Styles, so Finn Balor is in the orbit of this. Um, once in probably one of the most shocking moments, it was definitely one of our top 20 moments of the year last year, uh, Finn Balor 
pretty much aligning with the rest of Judgment Day to turn on the Edge, Edge going back to his normal self. It took the group from what it was, I guess, supposed to be, which was, thankfully, it's not this, like, spooky, wicked, devilish, multi-powered thing, which I think was what Edge initially refused, which is why he stepped back from it entirely. Um, And the group kind of made it a lot more of themselves because realistically, as much as the demon is part of Finn, I think that's a character he doesn't, he does not want to define him ultimately in his career, especially at WWE. He seems to be um, having more fun in this role. Just like he seemed to be having fun in NXT as the, the, the big boss role, the, the final boss role in NXT when he was there during the pandemic. And I think that when you look at this edge match, and you look at this Edge feud, it's been going on for better parts of damn near a year at this point. Yeah. There's a lot, and there's a lot of feuds on this card that have been going on for a really long time. And I think that's another cool thing about this WrestleMania. But you look at this match, you look at the timing of the demon coming back, the timing of Edge going, going back to this brood character. It almost feels like it was something that we all we never knew that we needed. And now I'm kind of like, yo, I, I actually did want to see this. And, and the thing is, is like you have to make Finn important. And look important for this to, to make sense. And so we now have this Hell in a Cell match. We don't know at this time of this recording. We do not know <laughs> what night it's supposed to be. But I think that on any night, my my concern, Meals, is that with all Edge big matches, Seth Rollins notwithstanding, because I feel like Seth largely kind of controlled and, and, and shepherded the, those matches to be what they were, Edge mm-hmm. overthinks. I think he overthinks. I agree. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think we're going to get that in this case, um, considering this man has done many Hell in a Cell matches at this point. Um, he is... He's kind of like... And also, have you heard the rumors that there, the Cell won't be ready for this event anymore? Black. Yeah, it's going to be black. Uh, I like the red Hell in a Cell. I get yeah. it, but I like it. Y'all hated it in the beginning, and now y'all, it go back to black. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought it was like when you think intensity, like that's a red is an intense color. And I think that's what you're supposed to spark in from the hell in a cell match itself. I um, think I think the idea is that if it clashes with the set, it's gonna look weird later right. on. So I think if if I think when we see the set, I'm pretty sure the set is gonna be offset all black and gold from what the logo is. The red right. will be a, a definite clash. So I, I get the I get the thinking there if it if it is gonna be black. But I do think that, I think considering this is the end of culmination of this all, um, this is the biggest, I would say this is the biggest main roster match of Finn Balor's career at this point, wouldn't you say? Like yeah. This is big match, WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. We haven't seen a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania since WrestleMania, since um, they had Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Undertaker put on that. <laughs> that drama. That Broadway play, boy. That's just, didn't we rewatch that a couple years we ago? Absolutely did. I, we absolutely yeah. did. We need to do it again because we didn't have the we didn't have the technology that we have now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to this because yeah. I feel like one Finn deserves this moment. Um, Edge is my favorite. Blocked, whatever doesn't matter. He's still my favorite. Um, and this is the perfect way to kind of end this feud and kind of like, I wish there was, 
no, actually, I don't know if there needs to be any more stipulation. Like this is the edge retires if he loses kind of deal. I think I, I think as it as it stands, this seems to be the blow off of everything. Yeah. Edge has firmly made it about Finn because that's the person that brought Rhea and Damien around to his side. And then they, they made the decision that they made. It's a big time match. Finn gets to put on the worker boots for this. But they're both channeling something too. That's yeah. what, that's an interesting part of this. Last week we saw the promo of um, Edge with the Amazon store candles. Um, <laughs> and now this week uh, Finn had the, the red cameras. <laughs> yeah. And this week, yeah, Finn came with the Instagram filter for the demon. <laughs> um, but they're both channeling something. It's looking like the Broods version of Edge versus the demon Finn. And Fire. these are the characters, yeah, that both neither really tap into, but it's worthy of the moment of this match. And if I had to expect the longest match on the card, I think it's this one. Really? Yeah. I think, I think we've got... <sighs> It's it's well, I mean, I guess if it's not on the same night as yeah the main event, I think this is going to be. But I don't know. This could be longest of the weekend. I feel like there's so many more elements included in Hell in a Cell that you need to like pay attention to. That I Quit match was long, but you know what, Mills? It was also on a show with another long ass match. I think H is like we don't got no we on Peacock. We don't got no re- we don't got no restrictions. I think I I think they all all true. And, yeah. Uncle came on like 1130 last year. Exactly. And and being in my I'm gonna be in the building for it. So it's like I, I think all bets are off. I think, and that's one thing we haven't talked about is that this is Triple H's first WrestleMania. He needs to make a an impression and make a splash. So I mm-hmm. think that everyone's gonna get some time. Like I think the 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 I, I think everyone's coming into this feeling like it's gonna be the way that Vince used to agent these things, and I don't think it's gonna be like that this time. I think people are gonna get time this year. And if, if this does get time, I, I are they gonna go to the top of the fucking cat? Like, I'm like, what are they doing nah, here? <laughs> nah, nah. I've I've never, insurance for that. I've never seen I've never seen a Hell in a Cell match live. So um I don't I'm gonna be looking at the screen the whole time because I I know you're not gonna be able to see shit from like no. whatever you're doing. But again, like it, it could potentially be the longest match, but I, I need this to be a match where edge kind of brings it because for the past couple of big time manias he hasn't bring he hasn't brought it last year he didn't bring it to me and and i was there the crowd was pretty yeah, sleepy no. yeah it was kind of long for no reason it was like a long drawn out kind of yeah movie. yeah and with finn he's got the demon people love the demon i can't wait to see the paint i can't wait to see the, all the all of the i could expect about five six special interests this year Again, which is going to build up the time and boost up the time again. But, Mills, where do you land if this happens and you think about it? Who's winning this? If Edge is, from what he's saying, on borrowed time, doesn't have much time to do this. I've already heard rumblings that he's been producing and helping people backstage. It just does seem like he's kind of winding down now. I'm going to go... I don't know. Usually, Edge feuds win with end with Edge winning. So, so this is a, yeah. The outside of Roman, he won the Randy feud. He won the yeah. Seth feud. He won the. Is there another feud? Um, nah, he just been doing this the whole fucking time. <laughs> He's had like four feuds since he returned. Um, um damn, bro. 
I think I, I think you need to carry Finn over into that spot to be the big. Yeah. Evil. Well, we need to return the demon to its former glory because Roman did beat the shit out of Demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so whack. Um, <laughs> I was like, why you made this man act a fool? People putting um Duke Deuce under his fucking thing and uh and acting the fool with it. So you know what? I'm gonna give it to you know what. I changed my mind. I'm gonna give it to the demon from Balor. I think we need to recuperate all of this that's going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say Finn because I think you just need if, if you're gonna go all the way. He's an H guy, by the way. I don't know if I don't know if I I, I don't know if <laughs> again I don't know if Edge is an H guy like that. I don't know. Can I tell you one thing though? I'm this is a complete sidebar. You over this last like number of episodes we've doing, you've been holding whatever pencil in your hand. Yeah, keep doing that, man. It's a color pencil. It's yeah, man. Pencil. It looks like you're real in your journalist bag. Like, <laughs> so here's you're... the thing. I use this color pencil to mark. I have a I have a large like desk, so we also record. Obviously, we also record black print in here. So I have X's on my desk of where to position our cameras. So I have an X here where we do the podcast and I have an X around the camera or or where we want to put it for black print. So that's why I have this color pencil here. Keep doing that. It's a, <laughs> it works. <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you for like the last three times I've been going crazy about that. <laughs> where did you I think also, of that one? <laughs> I also, I always have to have like, I, I don't know if you know this, but like that's why I like, it, it keeps me from, like everyone talks about me multitasking, it keeps me from going and finding something else to do because my mind is always working. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I love it. I love it. Let's go into the next batch because we got we got more coming up. What do we yeah. got going yeah. here? So the next match we have is for the WWE Undisputed Unified of the World Tag Team Belts, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, a storyline one year in the making. From the moment Sammy stepped into the bloodline, this had been kind of the, the setup. I feel. I feel like I feel like all roads always led to this, in yeah. some way, shape, or form. I, I really feel like it was always going to lead to this. And as much as people didn't want it to lead to this, people firmly wanted Roman Reigns versus Sammy Zayn in the main event. Of how did people not see it coming when Kevin Owens was always telling Sammy he was doing wrong? I think the only thing H really did was finish it the way that he wanted to finish it. I don't think Vince would have did it this way. What do you what do you think Vince would have done? I think Vince probably would have she would have blown off in fucking element elimination yeah, chamber. I, I think I think they would have they I, I would have got bored with the storyline and blew it all up mm. at some point. I think that the patience with it with the two main to me storylines with the bloodline, there was so much patience that was shown here. And we'll mm. talk about Cody and, and, and Roman in, in just a couple minutes, but like there was so much patience shown. There was so much faith in Sammy, so much faith in Kevin for Kevin being off TV for almost a month. I mean, was, that was a lot of faith that he had to show that they were going to pull this off to the hug, to the shirt reveal, to all of that stuff. Like a lot, all of this is working. And you have three now. You have three huge baby faces that you can build the shows off of when you come out of this. And realistically, have them face off against this super group that has been taking over the world for the past three years. And so now we have this tag team match between Sammy and the Us- Sammy and KO and the Usos. And we're left. I mean, I really the only question to me is 
where is it going to land on night one? Because who, whatever the cost here, and I know I don't know if you agree, Sammy and KO have to win this. And it's just a, a case of if they win it early in the night, you're taking away a moment from somebody that's going to win something later. Because <laughs> this is going to be the biggest thing on whatever night they're on. I'm going to be, I'm going to give it a buck with you. The main eventing of night one, it needs to main event night one. And I think it would be the ultimate reward for the storyline essentially powering SmackDown through the last like four or five months. Okay. Because ratings have never been higher. Attendance has never been higher. You put Sami Zayn on anything and people are showing up. People are excited. People are in K and, you know, KO is also, you know, part of this as well. I think the Usos number, this is crazy to think the Usos for maybe a decade couldn't find themselves on WrestleMania. And now they find themselves potentially in a WrestleMania main event. You know how awesome that is. You know how patience that is as a superstar. We see so many times people want to run off because they feel like they're not getting the opportunity that they're due or they're not, you know, receiving anything, but they kind of like waited it out. And now they're in potentially in line for a WrestleMania main event. Um, also, another neat statistics from this. This is the fourth time that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn has been associated with each, with each other at WrestleMania. Wow. Their so, first WrestleMania 32, they were both in an Intercontinental title ladder match. Off, yeah. 34, they welcomed Daniel Bryan back um, yeah. and Shane McMahon in a tag team match, maybe a prelude to this. 37, um, they featured, wow, this is kind of actually goes every other WrestleMania. This is kind of yep. nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they always end up being on the same show somehow. Yeah. They always end up being on the same show. Right. Oh, I, yeah. And, you know, 37, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, Logan Paul involved, the Genesis of Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. And now we had, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Usos, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Throw on, I just want them to be an opportunity where I feel like Sami Zayn also has the opportunity to save Jey Uso in a sense. Like, at least continue to play that because post this angle, we know where it's kind of going. Yeah. Like the 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 fall of the bloodline, I guess, really moves into motion post WrestleMania, but it's be begun already. Right. And I think this is a, a major way to kick it off. And to be honest with you, this is a story worthy enough. If I see the Usos win again, I'm I'm gonna be kind of tight, to be honest with you. Right. They do not need to win this match. The they've, they've done it. And, and I'm, I'm going to get to this with Roman too. It was fun. <laughs> I had a blast. I have never been more, and I'm sure you agree, Mills. I have never been more sad, happy, angry, confused. I've never been, the roller coaster of emotions have fulfilled yeah. me for the past three years with this storyline and this group. NWO won't even pop in this long. Let's just be clear. DX <laughs> won't even pop in this long. It just they just wasn't, especially in the same iteration. They wasn't mm -hmm. popping this long. We it, we never holding the Hogan. I mean, as much you know, as much as Hogan held you know authority anyway, never had the, held the title this long. There was no Kevin Ash and Scott Hall holding the titles for this long, um, and maybe that's to their detriment. <laughs> Maybe they yes. aren't the bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the bloodline is just different. But 
this is a real opportunity, I think, to kind of like close the chapter on the story, add another chapter to the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn story, which has been, I guess, um, over the last number of years, I think it's WWE's longest running storyline alongside of whatever Roman and Brock is. Um, but it's definitely their longest running storyline that is worthy enough to continue to have these ups and downs and really tell these stories as they go through their career. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, sorry, one more thing. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn re-signed last year. You know what I'm saying? And they had major moments at last year's WrestleMania that's worthy of like, we should position ourselves around these two guys. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the payoff at WrestleMania 39 if you give them these undisputed tag team championships. I'm not sure what it'll mean to them. Um a lot. But I know it'll mean a lot in the I know it'll mean a lot in the future for WWE moving forward with this actual tag team division. I call in the name of progression, I'm picking Usos and Sami Zayn. No, sorry, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I was about to say, damn, everybody wins. <laughs> Mark about to be bad as shit. Um no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that this this division needs to get opened up again. I think that we see some. We talked about the tag teams. Like there, there are so many tag teams that are actually tag teams now on this division, and it's time to, to open it back up. The Usos beat everybody, and I'm going to get to that point in a second. But I want to I want to talk about the way the cards are built out right now because I think it's interesting, and I want to see what you think about it. So for night one, we have six matches already announced. So we have the six woman tag, Brock and Omos. Austin Theory and Cena, Rollins and Paul, and both women's championship matches are scheduled for, for night one right now. Get the hell out of here. Shut the so, front door. So what I think now, you can end the night on both those women's championship matches. Do you do a night where the bloodline defends all of their titles on one night on Sunday? And that's the that's the that's the story right there. That's the show right there. Damn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because there's because meals there's no there's no room and from and and there it's interesting right because all you three can, women's matches on the same damn well not all three three out of four women's <laughs> matches on the same damn night. Well, there's thirteen matches, so one of the one of the one of the shows is going to be lopsided. So. I think you do put that women's tag on the on night two. You're gonna probably have to, and maybe put Edge and the Demon on night one. I would think, but you already got two matches right now that are gonna get time, which is Charlotte and Rhea and Rollins and Logan on night one. I need to see who was, I need confirmed on this, but this is this is an interesting. This is an interesting prospect. I'll say that. Well, well Becky, Becky confirmed night one yesterday in an interview that she did. Charlotte confirmed night one last night on Raw in, in, a, right. in, in her um, promo. Um, Bianca Belair, I believe, confirmed night one as well. They said Saturday for Brock and Omos, I believe. Um, it, it, I, I, think, I, I think they said it. But... Um, Logan Paul's birthday is on Saturday, so that's going to happen. And Cena's got somewhere to be because he's opening the show on Saturday. <laughs> Cena's got somewhere to be. <laughs> All right. Come on, I'm man. Saying, if, I'm jobbing, if I'm jobbing, get, get me out the way in 20 minutes. Get Saturday. me out of here, buddy. Come on now. Um... I mean, we could do it all on the same night. The downfall of the thing all on the same night is definitely a an experience in itself, you know? 
Um, I think they're worthy of the WrestleMania main event. Um, but if it doesn't happen that way, I'm sure it's all story related. So I'm not mad at that neither. It, it's interesting, but it leads us to the final, the final match of the show, and the final match of uh, WrestleMania this year. Maybe our lives, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the World. I position two questions to you here because I want to do this a little bit differently, Mills, because I think okay. this is just going to take us right on out because I see two I see two trains of thought here. I see people who don't believe and I see people who believe and question nothing and, and are questioning anything. And these are people from the same camps a lot of, in a lot of ways. So what I want to do is make it easy for people to figure out why we would make the decision and why we're going to make the decisions that we're going to make today. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is, is say, we're going to split it into two things. If Cody wins, what happens? And if Cody doesn't win and Roman wins, what happens? So mm. we're going to start, we're going to start Alternate with down the A show, baby. We've reached this far, man. Come on. Hey, 280 hey. something. Episodes. <laughs> Tony Khan spit some bars on our on this episode, so we had to we had to we had to up the game a little bit. So if Roman Reigns wins, <clears throat> right? What else? Who else? Who can beat him? Jesus? <laughs> I mean, God Himself? Who, who? That's my thing. Is yeah, for the people. He ain't had the bloodline. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying. Who? I keep seeing a thousand days floating around. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think that we need a thousand day reign for Roman to be better than Bruno San Martino. <laughs> I mean, no. Um, I, I, I'm people keep bringing up Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> they keep bringing up Bruno. Let's just be clear here. Roman made more money than Bruno ever did, but also Roman didn't work that the the amount of like Bruno barely worked. You know what I'm saying? Like he he didn't he didn't work in the territories that Bruno did. It's just a different time. I keep I stop saying a thousand days as a reason why he's gonna win the title because or he's because like that a thousand days is gonna happen on some random Wednesday or some shit. I think, and it's not gonna be it. It's not gonna be it. No, yeah, shit. it's not gonna be like SummerSlam. You reach a thousand days. Will he make it? You like Bianca's Bianca's three sixty five, I believe, is on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is a lot more of a thing than Roman getting a thousand days on fucking May 6th or some shit. You know what I mean? Like that's just to me, not an excuse. No, not at all. I think um, if Roman wins, so the timeline that we live in, if Roman wins, um, you know, is definitely a lot more desolate. Um, Cody, a little bit more wind out of his sails. Trust me. That all that wind that's blowing just is not blowing as hard as it did if Cody loses this match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Um, and you you sacrifice a little bit of the the Cody stuff that we've been building over the last year. Um, if he does not win at WrestleMania for the sake of a thousand days, um, for the sake of for the sake of people just liking to see him with the titles, you got thousands of pictures with this dude with the titles. I mean, he's mad pictures you got the wrestlemania 38 this you got this you got him pinning two men at the same time you got <laughs> every, i want to know what people think is missing and what he has not done yet why he can't lose right now 
And I think that it, if he wins this, there is still a log jam in the – I mean, because I'm pretty sure if he wins this, the, the Usos are going to get the titles back. I think that, that, that if, well, if the Usos win, that should just be a red flag. I'm like, oh, this might, might be a little I weird. I, but I think that it's cool if they all lose in one night. <laughs> I think it's amazing if they all lose in one night. But I think – so if Roman does win – it definitely takes a lot of a little bit out of Cody's sales, but there's not necessarily an, a, another contender waiting in the wings. They haven't really built up to anyone to that stature. I mean, there's one. If you really, I mean, and the rumor is, the rumor is, my man with the with the RK, you know, RK Glizzy, Randy Orton coming back. I'm not. Killing Cody for that for twenty year old Randy Orton, you know, oh, what I'm bro, Randy got back issues. He can't sit right. Exactly. No Randy shouldn't want that. He should want the business to continue. So again, if Roman wins, we are we are still stuck in this in this in this timeline of Roman again barely showing up every week. And again, I want people to think about what it means if he if he wins because there is no one left for Roman to beat. There's no one on the way for Roman to beat. Drew is in the mid card, and he's gonna be there for a minute. He's he, and he and he, like I said, he low key. I feel like he's gonna turn heel on the low. You, that's on you. That's on me. And 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 Gunther, come on, you don't want to waste Gunther either. No, no, not at all. So Roman winning is definitely a a, a non progressive society. But we've all just um, now just assume that Roman Reigns is our lord and overruler of WWE. And he may not even, this nigga might say, he, he may say, like, I'm going to Puerto Rico, but I ain't going to know else after that. I mean, yeah. you might have to catch me in, you know. I just, uh, it, London. I hate to eulogize his title run. I hate to do that. But let's I mean, let's eulogize it. The nigga got a mad run. Let, let's <laughs> do everybody. it. Let's do it in the if Cody if, if Cody wins. So if Cody wins, if Cody wins, I well, I want to I want to say this with with all, wow. I want to say this with 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 all respect to what Roman Reigns has done over the past three years. Of course, I think it would mean a lot for him to go out on top with the money that he made, the history that he created. And handing over the company to someone that I do feel as though could carry them and have the same amount of success with mm-hmm. what he's doing. It is high time for this company to have a babyface champion. We have had Roman Reigns for three years. And regardless of how much you want to cheer this guy, he is not a babyface at all. He is firmly a heel. Okay. He's beating up all your favorites. This isn't a story where Jay Uso is actually the one. No. <laughs> the I don't one. want it. I don't want it. I want something interesting. I want something cool. You don't have Cody beat Solo if you're not stamping him and saying, okay, this is someone that y'all need to watch out for in a way that Drew couldn't do it, in a way that Daniel Bryan and Edge couldn't do it, in a way that not even Brock Lesnar could have did it in the amount of times that they wrestled each other over the past decade. Cody is something different, and they're setting him up as something different. I I don't... I hear a lot of people talk about the AEW stuff. I mean, I think we need, well, let's let's talk about the kind of arc that he's taken to get here, right? Because it's a, it's an interesting arc. This is the first like major hop from AEW back to WWE, and we're kind of seeing what it is in real time, especially with Cody. 
when Cody left WWE as Stardust, I mean, I thought back in his legacy days, like, yeah, he could be a main eventer. Like, he could be. But you kind of really saw the industry moving in a different direction than where Cody's was at the time. I think it was more of the punks, more of the Bryans. NXT was kind of, like, coming up. So you were getting a lot of, like, independent stars from there. And I think Cody saw where the business was going. And he felt it was a lot more excited out, uh, exciting outside the WWE than inside the WWE playing Stardust. So he chose to leave. He did a lot of independent dates, he dyed his hair, you know, which is a large part of like, I guess the superstar mode that he's in um, because it, it don't hit the same with the brown black hair. It really just don't. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for his natural hair, but it don't hit the same. Um, and helped created AEW. And in AEW, it's it's a stark difference from where he is in WWE because in AEW, he's I could see him majority doing a lot of the same things he's doing in WWE, but for some reason it just never worked in AEW. He's brought in people, he's had his feuds with um, you know, his first feud with Dustin, and then he had feuds with, you know, um who well, MJF, um, a young MJF at the time. Um, had feuds with uh, Anthony and Gogo, trying to bring that person up. Last feud really going in, I mean, with um, Can I be clear? Malachi Black. Go ahead. Can I be clear? There is nobody in AEW that looks like an action figure. Mm. There's nobody in AEW that looks like Man, an action they do. Yeah. It's a white dude with blonde hair and some, some shit. Like, Cody's got the robe. All of that stuff. That right. is stuff that their fans who are not children don't f- care about. Right. What they care about in WWE is presentation. They care about the big movie action stuff. And you can try and deny this guy all you want. It, you want. Well, I, in, in, in AEW, just it it didn't work, and people were denying him, even us to an extent, right? Because it seems so. Go ahead. I could not have imagined last year. I was sitting there. I was sitting there. And I felt the fucking ground shake when he came back. And I said, people really fuck with him. Yeah. And then I saw that match and it wasn't three stars. And then he had another match and it wasn't three stars. Then he got injured and he came back and he was still over meals. And then he did yeah. with the rumble. It's, it comes to a point where you just have to stop with the bullshit and just, it, it just, it's in front of you. It's, it's, it's literally there. It, it, it didn't work where it is and it's okay to accept that it didn't work there, but it's clearly working here. Because from the moment, I mean, a, a WWE does so well on the presentations. We talked about all this last year in our post show. We had niggas had fucking press releases. Niggas that uh, the the t-shirts were you you showed up at seven oh five. It was a bunch of other t-shirts. You come back at ten oh three, and it's all coded. And it sold out. You can it, deny all you want. He is the biggest star next to Roman. In the wrestling planet, and he gets it, and he gets it. And I think that if he wins, once again, as we said with the Usos and, and Sammy and KO, you open up the division. There are meals, so many paths that Cody could have with, with a returning Randy Orton. He could let he could run it back with Finn again on Raw. He can also, which is gonna be key, I think. There are very few people that are going to want to work both shows like this man will. Cody will work both shows. And and to be honest, judging from not only his AEW run with this run, 
he'll work with anybody. Yeah. The man <laughs> wrestling Ludwig Kaiser on SmackDown, wrestling yeah. LA Knight on Raw. Yeah. He's wrestling Austin Theory a number of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he's he's wrestling, he will wrestle anyone because if he sees potential in them, he'll want to use his star power to lend it to them. And I think that's a great mark for a champion in WWE. And not that Roman won't do it, but at this point in his what? career, he, he doesn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He what the the anomaly of Roman Reigns' run now is that random Montez Ford match on SmackDown. Real's <laughs> like, God damn. He, he did face Montez Ford on SmackDown. Yeah. That's nuts. With Cody, you getting that every week. Right. And he faced Montez Ford the night after WrestleMania. And he isn't complete. And, and the thing is, is that Cody comes back to this company a complete character. And yeah. I think that as far as the match goes, I think we're in for something very generational here. I think that these two are going to put something on. Again, you've got the, the, the brain power of Triple H. You got the brain power of Michael Hayes. You got the brain power of Paul Heyman. Let's just be clear. And you got the brain power of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, who are down for this shit and built for this shit. It's not going to end in a way that's not satisfying for people. Absolutely. But I feel like it has to end, and I think that they all know it has to end. I just don't see how people could see how the like. Do y'all think that the Bloodline are going to go through all these issues, win all the titles again, and then the next SmackDown everything's going to be hunky dory? And then we're, we're supposed to believe in baby faces. If you want yeah. to make baby faces strong, if you want to have strong baby faces you can believe in, these are the three guys that, that, that are over. You hear the chants. You see the merch selling out. You see it every week. There's so many times me and those people have tried to re- derail this to Sammy Roman, to Jay Roman, to all of these other things. This is what we have. And from all intents and purposes, it is working. And with that, I have to say unequivocally, I know we've said it on the show multiple times mad times before we were super wrong in september or i was super wrong in september i forget where you landed on clash i'm unequivocally going with cody as my pick and i thought i was gonna do some reverse psychology shit here and say oh roman's gonna win and just to make it you know what i'm saying but no i'm 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 putting all my chips in because it's the right decision it's i feel right i feel righter about this than drew righter about this than daniel bryan and edge righter about this than brock if there was an event to do this at, it's certainly this one. If there was an event, Clash of the Castle was major in retrospect because of like, yo, it's actually, there's actually more people there than at probably WrestleMania. Like there, and you had, you were building up towards this kind of moment there. But realistically, Clash of the Castle is in fucking September. And <laughs> they have a whole fall to go through. They have all football season. They got everything to go through. And realistically, like, mm, now you're looking at it back. And it's like, yeah, they probably would have never done it there. But this is April. This is the big show. This is where Nick Khan is inviting every executive and every and bringing Mountain Dew to the stage and say, listen, look at that shit right there. Look at what we right built. Are y'all, are y'all ready to put your name on a dotted line and buy? Y'all got enough Mountain Dew? Exactly. I I just don't know. I just don't know, Mills, how many times we can go over this and and belabor the point. I don't see a road, no pun intended, for for an extended Roman Reigns run right now where no one can tell me other than Jay fucking Uso who can beat Roman Reigns. Jay, who's failed twice already. Fail, got his ass whooped. Um, listen, my pick is is in. It's Cody. 
it has to be Cody. It is it is the the dream. I mean, as much as WWE has put stock into Dusty Rhodes over the last number of years for everything he's done for their family, this is the repayment for everything that's there. Instead of running his son off for with all these shitty storylines, you have a chance for redemption and bringing this thing full circle to say that Dusty Rhodes influence transcends just he was a teacher at nxt now that Rhodes family is part of wrestling royalty in general you know what i'm saying like this is kind of like it this is the moment this is this is it you know and i hate to be go ahead no go ahead go ahead finish no i hate to be so like finale all this other stuff like that but this is the moment you're not going to get another moment where all the oh. planets align, all the stars are in the air, and this guy is ever going to be as hot as he was if he does not win this match. And even with Roman, I think people will get tired of him if he wins this title. I think you will get a a, a different reaction because it's going you to be... You watch Cody versus Brock? I, I will watch that. That will be I fire. Will We've never seen it. But also, let's get down to brass tacks here, money-wise. I know Cody making a lot of money and I know that in that contract and I know that in that contract, there was a stip, there was probably some stipulations. And I know that when they was talking with Vince and he was talking with H he said, yeah, I'm going to come back. I'll do whatever the fuck you want. I'll be on whatever show, whatever press I, I you, you want to get, but you're not paying me this much money for me to not hold that title. My G. Mm. And mm. that's just straight up, up and down and period. You went, there's no one sitting on his roster. That's probably making the main event money that Cody's making right now. And is not going to hold that title, and that's Brock. Cody. I think it's Brock Cody, and all of them. Like this is this is this is it. This is really it. And I think that when if Cody wins, you will see a difference in the way that the the rosters are shaped. Roman will come through, and who knows? I think that to me, that's the most intriguing part. And I don't see why people don't see this. Shouldn't it be intriguing to see what Roman will do without the title for a while? What's what avenues they take him in? Hey man, you're gonna be naked as hell, bro. That's <laughs> oh, gonna be a, crazy. You're gonna be like, damn, he looked just like he did when he had that like wreck him and leave shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, nope. it's it's gonna be a crazy look, but it's it's also interesting because I want to see it, it's it, I, I've said this since Triple H got here, and I said it, the biggest challenge he has is ending this streak, is ending this this title reign and ending this storyline. I don't think he's missed yet. And I think that if he sticks the landing, then we we really got to pay attention to what this guy does in, the, in this company. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that also the biggest challenge is writing what happens after. Because Cody isn't going to be chasing anymore. He's going to have to actually make compelling storylines. And to me, that's more interesting than Mills. Once again, Roman, he 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 got out of this one again. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Win or win. I'm not saying win or lose. Win or win. It's going to be a fucking great main event. It's happening on night two. If I'm Triple H, I'm telling, I'm putting all the low impact matches, all them showcase matches on the same show. <laughs> Treat it like a New Japan show. Treat it like a New Japan show. Because nothing can take away from that moment, Mills. You can't have a moment bigger than that moment on Sunday, bro. You just can't. Like, pack out night one if you have to, but have, leave night two to, to the boys. And I don't mean like boys, like only the men. I mean like the boys with the big moments. That's that's what I mean. Hey man, listen, Sunday, 
I'm gonna buy me some Mountain Dew. I'm just you gotta do it in solidarity for Cody at this point. Make sure you get Mountain Dew at the stadium because you're gonna be there at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know if so. I don't know if SoFi is Pepsi. I, I never been though. I feel like for Cody, you gotta bring in the Mountain Dew. Like we gotta. This is a Nick Khan gotta do some work, man. SoFi. Hold on, hold on. It is. I'm looking at it right now. Dining guide, right? Looking at okay. it right here. Let's look at it. What they got? Yeah, Cody chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Roman rain pulled pork. American nightmare chili. <laughs> uh, you, it's Pepsi. It's, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. So we got hey, Mountain Dews in the building. Hey, yeah. Man, listen, Pepsi man been out in the news a little bit. Who knows? He might show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the crowd. You but know, hey, man. Man. Crowd too. For everyone that is going to WrestleMania weekend, whatever event that you go to, even if it is not Mania at all, please be safe out here. LA is a crazy, crazy city. It is a big city. Uh, please use your Ubers. Uh, take your Ubers wisely. Uh, plan out your days. Seriously, like we said with Cam, we had that conversation. Plan your days out accordingly because your day can go like that when you're in the car for half of, of it because that, that's how quick a, a day goes in California is, is you're in your car. So plan your days out. Be careful, especially be careful and be safe at SoFi Stadium. If I see you out there, hit me up, holler at me, come come meet me. Let's take a pick. Let's take a flick. And uh, yeah, we have a huge slate of shows as we uh, talked about in the beginning of the show. Of course, the War Report is already out. You have this show, which is going to be an extravaganza. You should be pretty much packed out for audio content for this week for, yeah. for WrestleMania. Amen. <laughs> We got we held you down, and I'm yeah. more excited as well to look at next week and really how we talking about this fucking show. Yes. Yeah, um, so uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Please check out our YouTube. All of these segments are going to be on YouTube. Uh, you get to see all of our costume changes and whatnot. I want to thank. I want to send a special shout out to Tony Khan for uh, sending us that song. I think a lot of people are going to love it. I want to send a special shout out. to oh. No, go ahead. Uh, special shout out to Cam. Probably thank you so much for doing the show. Bansky, thank you so much for doing the show. Two guests we've always wanted on here. Special shout out to the, the wrestling club, man. Yeah. Remember months ago, we looked at, we pointed to that WrestleMania sign and said, y'all going there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look, this weekend, they're going to be there. It's yes. because, of black, because of black wrestling, because of the black announce table. So shout out to us, black, uh, you know, the black pod connect. Uh, Victor Perry and all the other stuff. Make sure you guys check them out at WrestleMania and go have a good ass time, bro. Like, have a great time. Like, my weekend is cleared. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Don't ask me to do anything. I'm not doing it. You got stand and deliver in the middle of the fucking morning, and you got WrestleMania at the middle of the fucking stand night. And deliver, and then I gotta. We probably gonna eat, and then we gotta go straight to go meet up with with Plus and Mark. Then we gotta Uber to SoFi, and we're there for the whole day till about eight thirty nine. Then we gotta do it all over again. I'm like, bro. I don't know how I'm doing this again, but two manias in a row, I'm I'm tapped out for the next two. Like I can't do it for the next hey, two. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But listen, have a great time. Enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy wrestling this week. Um, and yeah, take us home, J5. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show WrestleMania Prediction Party. Until next time, guys, for meals, my pencil, and myself. See you next week. Who know? I don't know what's going to happen next week. That's the best part about it. We have no clue about what's going to happen next week, but we know that we're going to be here for you guys for all the latest and greatest in pro wrestling news, rumors, uh, matches, all of that stuff. Thank you guys for being here for us. Thank you so much for supporting us this whole year, and we'll see you next week on the A-Show.